0: what is up everybody welcome to a brand new episode of granny's peach tea right uh, this is episode 14 so welcome uh welcome if you're joining us on facebook on youtube or if you're joining us on twitter welcome everywhere uh if you're joining us on the audio only version thanks a lot uh whether it's on apple itunes or spotify we are we're here for you wherever we can we can get to, man. Uh, so with me as always is uh, Tony
1: Stabile. Tony, what's up, dude? What's going on, gentlemen? We have a lot to talk about tonight, so I am really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, we got we got an action packed show. Uh, Jason, what's up, dude?
1: Happy Wednesday, everyone! Let's
0: get geeky. Happy Wednesday, as as Rick dubbed us the Wednesday Warriors. Absolutely. We
1: uh, I love nice. It. Love it.
0: Absolutely. Um, but uh there was a big trailer that dropped. One of uh there was a couple of trailers actually, but the one we're gonna focus on tonight is uh the Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings teaser trailer dropped. Uh Tony actually discovered that one as I was getting my uh dental my biannual dental cleaning over there. <laughs> and uh yeah, I pop out and I'm like, holy shit. There's a there's a trailer out of nowhere,, um, literally. Yeah, like literally out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't hear anything about that coming. Uh, but Jason, you are you are not usually the guy who is lo- in love with trailers, but uh, I know you watched it, so what do you think?
2: Oh, I think it looks awesome. I mean it, I, um, so I'm excited about this because I have no idea who this character is. Like I don't even know him from the comic, mm-hmm. and I love that because that means I get to go in and experience this for the first time. But this trailer hyped me up for it. I mean, it's action packed. It's got a little comedy. I think the uh, the cast looks good, and there is even some scenes that look that sort of look like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. You remember that mm-hmm. movie? Yeah. For many years back, and I'm sure that's of course that's on purpose. I guess now we're finally getting Marvel doing like a kung fu flick. I guess right. Uh, but uh, but I think this this looks super fun. I'm I'm all on board for it.
0: Yeah, no, as am I, and like we always say that the strength of uh, what Kevin Feige brings to the MCU and overlooking things is that we get something brand new each time. And they, there is a superhero genre which they're got, they've cornered, and then they bring in subgenres, you know, for, for you know, and that's been going on for years, and that's what keeps it fresh. Uh, Tony, as, as the one who who got the scoop on this thing, what what did you think? Oh, I hated it. I couldn't stand it. Ah, oh, that's it. <laughs> it's like this no, is the biggest, no.
1: <laughs> it's a piece of shit. No, I've, no, and honestly, it was. It's. It looks fantastic, and I'm. A, I'm with Jason. I don't know a, t- a tremendous amount about shang I, I um, you know, I don't remember very much at all about it. I haven't done any research on it at all. Uh, but it looks. It looks great. It really does. The action looks fantastic. You know, typical Marvel. You know. Um, you know, the way that they, their CGI and, and, and everything. I mean, and I immediately, just like you said, Jason, I, I thought Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon immediately when I saw that, you know, with the flying through the air and, you know, and then, uh, you know, the, the, the water almost, uh, you know, moving in slow motion with them mm-hmm. and whatnot. And it mm-hmm. looks, it looks really, really good, but getting an actual Mandarin, which I'm, I'm ecstatic about, Thank you, you know, yeah. we, uh, you know, they, 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 they went and that after, after they took a lot of heat, for, uh for Trevor Slattery and um I'm really excited about it. I can't wait to see what uh what this movie is all about but the the teaser was outstanding it really was
0: yeah no and uh like you said uh, uh, the big takeaway is that we're getting an actual Mandarin and yeah. they're they're mm-hmm. correct they're course correcting my my huge issue with Iron Man 3
2: mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know
0: like I'm not gonna go too far into Iron Man 3 actually in the original format of Granny's PhD, that was one of the films that we did cover me and Jason I think that, and Tim.
2: I think that was the first one we covered actually.
0: Yeah, actually, yeah. We recorded it at your place and, and yeah. we had we had this whole thing. And uh that was that was one of I think it was like three episodes, three or four episodes we did. But that was the one MCU movie that we did cover. And um yeah that that's that was the biggest hiccup in my opinion in probably the entire history of the MCU was they they just did that, and they got a little too cute with it. But uh, we're we're gonna get that completely straightened out this time. And from what I understand, also we're supposed to be getting
1: Fing Fang Foom. Get the I, hell out of here! Yeah, one hundred percent. I had heard the rumor about that. I didn't. I wasn't sure, but that's yeah. that's exciting. And that from from exciting. everything
0: we've seen, well, everything I've seen, at least on Red, uh, that's pretty much the deal. Like they said that that's gonna be involved. I am dying to see. Now oh they make God. that not look goofy.
2: Right,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my! Ma- Marvel excited. always
1: figures out a way not to make something look goofy. So I mean, I I have full full confidence oh, yeah. that they're going to be able to pull that off. But actually, it's funny because I the other morning uh, I was waiting for the bus with my son, and I said, "You want to see the new Marvel trailer?" And he's like, "Yeah, let's see it." So I put it on. So I have it hooked up to the stereo in the truck, and it's like you know, so it's coming out of this the the, the speakers. And he's looking at on the screen, and he watches the whole thing, and he looks at me, and he goes. I don't know who this guy is, but that looks awesome. <laughs> that's all you need to know. I said that's the same thing, pal. I'm on yeah. the same page. I have no idea what this is about, but it looks really good.
0: And and that's and that's fine, but, but yeah, it looks crazy. I can't I can't wait to see more of that. I mean, again, it was just a teaser, wet the appetite for it. Uh, but yeah, super, super excited. Um there's the boss chiming in. Uh fellas, what's, what's up? Man? What's up, Farachi? What's the deal, dude? Uh, thanks for joining us. Um. All right. So then we got we talked a little about the uh, MCU trail. We got some more MCU content coming up by in a little bit. But let's jump into CW verse. Um, for Tony's favorite segment every week is that uh, <laughs> woman, um, season two, episode ten. The show um, I love to shit on. He, again, he loves to shit on
1: it.
2: But he's never seen, never seen it, not one episode. You know, it's funny. I,
1: I don't have to see it to know that I don't like it. No, no, and that's fine. Listen, <laughs> hey, listen, to, to, to
0: each his own. J- Jason and I are, are we, we're going in, we're watching it each week and everything. And listen, we're sharing our thoughts with you guys. And hopefully some of you guys, some of you guys and gals out there are enjoying it as well. Um, so Jason, I actually think we got a pretty another solid episode, and I think that's three in a row.
2: I agree. I agree. And and again, and I, and this is going to be the last time I say it, unless she's brought up again in the show, but you know what we didn't have in this show is a lot of Kate Caning going on. That is correct.
1: It was used up on the
2: Kate Kane shit. Yes. Hey. They
1: they recast her.
2: She's <laughs> coming back. And and, and, and We know how.
0: It. No, but we know how. Yeah. But, the thing, but, no, but Tony, the thing, though, is that which I'm sure, obviously, you know from us just completely, that's one of our, our pet peeves with the show, mm-hmm. is that It's just that the fact that it's holding the show back a lot where they talk about it constantly. But they've eased up, though. They've actually let the characters that are on screen actually do their thing and it's progressing the show is
1: actually like moving forward now and that's wonderful and that's yeah. a wonderful thing that they're doing but, but the problem behind it is that it's only temporary because you know now because they recast her that she's coming back anyway so well, I'm, I'm it's hoping. only like a pause it's not even like they're moving away it's only on pause but but Jason would you
0: would you agree though that i would i think we would be okay with them obviously talking about her if she was actually there like when the recasted actress does appear and Kate Kane does reemerge that's a the different fact story. that the character's there is is another story that's when a different story yeah when we had a when we were all uh, under the assumption that she was gone and that was it and we're never going to see her again it was just holding the damn thing back but like the the pretty uh the quick version of, of this week's episode Ryan teams up with Sophie to take down uh, Black Mask and the False Face Society, and they're trying to steal some fear toxin, which, if you're a Batman fan, you know, fear toxin is connected uh, with Scarecrow, and that's also featured in, in Batman Begins on, on screen. So that's pretty much they needed to make more snakebite, uh, and then they find out at the end of the last episode, Angelique, who is uh, Ryan's, I don't know if she's X or not X, or whatever the hell. Uh, yeah,
2: they're, they're trying baby. to work things
0: out. They're trying, that's a good way to put it. Uh, they're trying to work things out. Uh but she's cooking apparently. She's like breaking bad style cooking for Black Mask. <laughs> she's, she's
2: got, got Walter whiten it up over there. <laughs>
0: yeah, seriously. So I mean she's in a pretty tough spot. Um and then Alice is trying to make Enigma pretty much erase Kate. And that's the only time she's ever mentioned, but yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Uh and Ocean, who we we met this season, and he's a character that's been important to this year. Um but my my WTF moment,
2: <laughs> I got one to Before, do this before I pass,
0: oh, I'm sure you did. Before I pass it off to you for you for you, some of your thoughts on it um, was that when Sophie finds the AI unit in the car at the end, right? Because this this all right. So she placed it. So what happened was Luke Fox, you know, the uh, sorry Ryan goes undercover because apparently False Face Society is uh, gonna go ahead and steal this fear toxin by way of. Like Fast and the Furious style, like fast cars and crap like that. Well, so Ryan goes
2: undercover. They're like getaway drivers, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
0: I mean, but I'm pretty sure the first thought when a lot and they even oh, joked about it in the episode. At least they were self aware that that's what it kind of looked like. Uh, but, and that's fine. They weren't like blatantly ripping it off. It wasn't like they had a guy named Din Viesel as black <laughs> mask or some shit like that. Uh, but you know, they so you know to help Ryan blend in. Uh, Luke installs that device that kind of helps drive, you know, the Batmobile normally, but now helps her drive the car. So mm-hmm. Sophie finds this AI unit in the in the car at towards the end of the episode, and um, she goes and listens to a recording on it. Which I'm not quite <laughs> sure why there's a recording on it. If this is this is this your what the fuck, moment uh, yeah, th- yeah, yeah? Okay. So. She goes at it, and she the two moments she happens to listen to out of the entire time that this was going on was when Luke mentions the Batmobile and when Ryan <laughs> mentions, I'm, I'm missing my bat suit. <laughs> really? Out of the two, out of the whole recording, that's the two moments that she happens to stumble upon? Because it's yeah. not like they showed her scanning through and anything like that. She just hits play twice, and bang, they're right there for her. It's, it's a lot.
2: There's a lot of convenient stuff. Another WTF moment I had, which is very much in that like vein of, oh how convenient, yeah. is when uh when uh what's her face Alice is uh, in this therapy session with Enigma, which I actually really enjoyed the therapy session. Yeah, so uh, between I. Alice and Enigma, that was really cool. Enigma actually kind of a cool character. I'm I'm in to see more of her. Yeah. Um, but then, like Ocean shows up out of yes. nowhere, and he's like, "It's like how did you know I was here?" Well, I'm in town on unrelated business, and I heard that someone was meeting with Enigma, and he's like, "It's this convoluted thing." It's like there's no way he could have known she was there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not. And that is just, yeah, that that's a pretty good one too. Those are pretty <laughs> bizarre moments to say the least. And I mean, but we've been watching the show now where. We, we've watched 10 episodes. I, I've watched an entire other season. But you kind of just let that go.
2: Whatever. Guess, I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't like egregious. Like It wasn't like, no. like... I've seen worse on this show, okay? Oh, so, absolutely we have. Yeah. So I'm just kind of pointing it at and poking fun at it. But I, I, I think there was a lot to like about this episode. I like the, the Tokyo Drift stuff. Um, yeah. I like... Um, I, I liked again the therapy session. I actually really enjoyed Alice and Enigma, the, the actresses playing off together. Uh, it's nice to see Batwoman being able to Batwoman, right? That's nice. Yeah, that's that's um, cool. that's that's that she is the show, supposedly. Um, you know, Black Mask is that that guy who plays Black Mask is always fun to watch. Like yeah, I like, uh, him. He, I like him. he's he's got that moment with um Ryan's ex whatever, right? And yeah. he's like, so you, you take the snake bite. She's like, no, that'll risk my sobriety. And he's like, dear, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was just like a, such a, a cold moment. I loved it. Uh, and so he's yeah, been ice he, cold throughout it. He, he has been. And, which, and I and he's really, the character's been consistent, which I think is what I like about him, because mm-hmm. this is a very inconsistent show. Yes. Um, but yeah, I I, I thought, like, it, it, this is a fine episode. I enjoyed a great Many parts of this episode,
0: yeah. So, all right. So, we're you know we we've got some solid episodes now. So it's not like we can we're just like gonna hang ourselves
1: every week. I'm like, all right, can all right. I ask, I'm, can I'm I gonna ask you it. guys a question about this about this thing because, and again, I'm, I'm an outsider on no, no, this. Go thing, ahead, but. It seems to me, and it just it just it just because of timing, you know, when they came into the season, they, they announced that the, you know, they announced obviously last year at the end of last year that Ruby Rose wasn't coming back. And then, mm-hmm. you know, they killed off the character supposedly, you know, and then they had the new Batwoman come in and everything like that. And then from the very beginning, they started with all of this nonsense with, you know, is she still around? You know, they got little clues here and there, whatnot, or whatever. And then all of a sudden they announced that they've recasted her and all of a sudden, everything stops, right? Now you don't mm-hmm. hear anything about her anymore. Do you think that they just they timed all this perfectly, that they announced that she's not coming back, they announced a new one, they kept her in the show up until a certain point, then they announced to have the big announcement that they have recasted, and then that's it, that they're not going to talk about it for the rest of the year? I mean, do you think that that's the way that they, they played this? Well, well,
0: no, because they we do know where technically she is. Like, Black Mask and False Face Society, they have her. Like an in, in enigma. So we know kind of an idea of where the character is, mm. but they're just not
1: focusing on her. But that's my like point. Every like, single time. Did, do you think that they synced up the idea of the fact that they, re- they, they they announced the fact that they've recasted and then now it's to the point where they don't have to play. It's, it's just, you know, you know, she's back. And then that's yeah. the end of it. It's like Does it seem like that they, that they, they set this up that way?
2: Um, I could I could see that, although it's a ham-fisted way to set it up, because it's one thing to drop hints here and there. Hey, hey, everyone, just to remember, Kate Kane was a character on this show. But again, I sat there and counted how many times the woman's name was mentioned, Kate Kane, in an episode, and like it was like ten times. And, yeah. and this was, you know, so they so it might have been that, but it was done really, really poorly if it was.
1: Well, the whole thing, I think, was done poorly because they obviously knew when they started writing the show that they weren't going to write her out totally. So they knew they were going to recast her at some point. So to wait till episode eight to announce the yeah. fact that they are, like, that's kind of – it just seems like it's all botched. Like, the whole thing was botched. I think the In, smarter unless, move – Go
2: ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, unless their plan is not to have – Kate Kane come back as the star but they bring her back and maybe she has other things she's doing maybe she's a character on the show and Batwoman still remains Batwoman and maybe it's to give Alice something to do so they can keep that character around like that's kind of my hope my hope is if they do bring her back that she goes and has her own separate adventures with Alice and lets um Batwoman stay Batwoman because I again I just think it's a stronger character um so that might be the route they're going in which case you know uh it would I guess it would make sense? Question mark?
1: Yeah, I, I just so I don't I, I would think that they'd have to keep Batwoman as the star of the show. I no, mean she's this not, woman it's definitely not, going not anywhere. Yeah. So I mean she's I would going think anywhere. that she's gonna be the star and that this girl's gonna have to play second fiddle. But it I mean, obviously it makes more sense. You have a new you know, you have a new person playing her that you she would play second fiddle to the new Batwoman. So I, I don't know. I just It just seems to me like, and again, I'm not watching it, but just hearing how this whole thing is put together and seeing how now all of a sudden, you know, amazingly that there's no talk of her anymore. And it's like, okay, well, they announced two weeks ago, and now all of a sudden that she's just not being discussed anymore. It, it just kind of made sense that maybe they that's the way they did it. I think the smarter thing for them
0: would have been is to never not publicly announce that she was recasted and kind of let the, let the um, public assume that she's dead. And then you could have brought her back in like the season finale or something like that. And completely yeah, It would have yeah. been a yeah. jaw dropping moment. It would have been a jaw
1: dropping moment. It would have been They would have been like, who the fuck is this? It's perfect. So yeah. I, I don't know. That's just, that's, I mean, that's, that makes more sense to me at least. Oh,
0: well, we'll see what happens uh and how that plays out. But um honestly, not, I'm not totally dreading watching the show anymore. It's not just like, Hey, I'm watching it just to talk about it on here. Like I actually think it's, been fine. I mean, it, you know, it's, yeah, it's my least favorite of the CW shows, but whatever. It's it's fine. We'll you know we'll, we'll see where it goes. Uh, before we move on, Alex has a comment. Uh, jacket Jason's wearing was the same one he wore in episode <laughs> one. Wow. <laughs> oh my god, that's wow. Gross. I mean, I've worn this one. I don't remember what episode. I mean, Alex, if you remember <laughs> which episode I wore the Black Panther t-shirt last time, I, mean, I please. I've had Let this me one know. on at least okay.
1: once before, so yeah,
0: exactly. And that, this became this has turned into like the default cap. It but, is the default know. cap now. Uh, my I, wife I, calls I, this
2: my wife calls this sweatshirt my outfit because whenever like whenever it's chilly or whatever, I just put this on. So I'm always wearing this thing. cozy, <laughs>
0: cozy hoodie, man. Bro, mine's, wrong.
2: mine's right over there, bro. It's right <laughs> over there.
0: <laughs> it's my house coat. <laughs> so speaking of things that Jason also finds cozy uh black lightning season four episode eight uh jason take us through it man what what did you think what do you got
2: all right i like this episode this is another like this is another like on the uh, on the ground episode we're not really seeing a lot of um when he doesn't put the suit on right it's uh no. it, it's a jefferson pierce episode which you know i love i love my jefferson pierce uh we start highlights right Tobias is coming after Jefferson uh by legal means right he's um he's taken his uh his father's house um to build a hospital using eminent domain uh he is setting him up to uh look as if he's embezzling money from the the high school uh Garf- Garfield right yeah, Garfield. Yeah, uh, from the the from Garfield High School. So he's ruining his reputation. He's taking things from him. I think that's sort of a clever cat and mouse way for them to go at this. Um, you know, because I think this show works. It works when they're punching the hell out of each other. But I also think it works when they're doing these more backdoor slyish things. Yeah. Um, we do get some fighting. We get. Um, we get the assassin that, that put Lala on ice a couple episodes ago. He uh, gets his first shot at Anissa. Mm-hmm. And that is my favorite moment in the in the whole thing. I have a note that says, nobody expects a leopard attack indoors. Yes. <clears throat> no one. That was some shit. <laughs> was, like, this guy is wrecking house on these two, on Anissa and her, her wife who's a shapeshifter, and, like, you know, they, they get some good shots in, but, like, he's he's pretty much winning the battle, and he, like, tosses the, the wife to the side, and she turns into a leopard and just pounces and starts to maul him. And I'm thinking to myself, now this guy needs – I don't care how good he is, he needs to run after this. And the, and I loved it because he just was like, whoa, and he, he freaking fled. Um, so I thought that was a cool moment, right? It oh, was. Wow. <laughs> um, Let's see. Uh, we find out that that woman, Val, her powers, which is um, Tobias's right hand woman, her powers are to negate other people's powers. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's likely going to come up at some point. Um, and let's see. I think well, that, the I think... Well, the, the power then. Well, remember the.
0: Um, what's it called? Um, damn it. His. Um, Mrs. Pierce. Uh, Oh, I, yeah, I always
2: forget her name. I always forget her name. I'm sorry. drawing a
0: blank quickly, but she goes ahead and injects Gambi, yes, with that ability, and it ends up negating TC's abilities and Jefferson's abilities when they're trying to like find out exactly how the hell Tobias is doing this whole thing.
2: That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Which was a which was cool. Which was cool because you you didn't know that was going to happen, and you have TC going like, I just can't talk to these things. Like uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening, and that's how they figure it out. Um. And uh, I think, I, but I do, I do, oh, we get some more painkiller, which I thought was cool. I can't, the can't forget was cool. that. Yeah. I thought that was a nice tie-in. We get to see a little stuff on his end. I'm sure, like, he's kind of intimated that he's going to try to help them, uh, help them out uh, with yeah. their Tobias problem. So I think that's cool if they bring him in and then they go send him off and give him his own show after. Uh, not that the backdoor pilot was the last we see of him till his show. So that was, yeah. that was good. Um. Yeah, and, and I, I do have a, a, D, a WTF moment. I can't believe it. But I do have a WTF moment with uh, Black Lightning. And that is there is no way in hell. I work in a school. There is no way in hell that they would get, like, the Jennifer with the new face just like, yeah. oh, this is our cousin. Like, okay, where's your paperwork? Do you have your shots? Yeah. We need to see those back. Like, there's just too much there's too much red tape to get into a high school or get mm-hmm. into a school at all for them to have been able to pull this swap off. And and I get it. Like, they didn't plan on having this face swap. It's something they just kind of had to do. Um, but, like, the whole thing about trying to play, her, you know, sort of – not explain where the real Jennifer went and try to have it where she's like their cousin. That just doesn't make any sense. I don't, that just wouldn't work. Yeah.
0: They, they could have, they didn't have to have her go to school or something. I think you just kind of didn't really need to do that. But I thought it was an interesting moment though, when she calls Jefferson and what it was, she actually refers to him as daddy and he questioned Oh yes. yes. And it made me start being suspicious of the new Jennifer from there on. I don't know. Did you get that impression or maybe it was
2: that just me? No, no, I got the impression that something has changed. Like, I, I wasn't yeah. suspicious, but I'm thinking that, like, her looks have changed, so maybe in this reshuffling, parts of her personality have changed. Um, okay. You know, so I don't know if they're going, Um, I don't know if they're going to go, like, villain with it or, you know, something insidious, but there's definitely, they're setting something up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think there's more to it than just, uh, you know, you look different and, and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess overall, I mean, I don't think it was a bad episode. I kind of just felt like it, whatever, it was there. It advanced the plot like for the season and, and it take, took things where it needed to go. You tied paint color, which was nice. I wasn't really sure if we were ever going to see him again, just kind of way that was left off. But overall, I mean, I don't think it was their strongest episode. I mean, I think it was it might be the weakest episode of the season, at least in my opinion, but, you know, whatever. I mean... Yeah. Again, their their weakest episode is better than most shows. You know, regular absolutely, episodes, anyway. absolutely, so, yeah. So, um, I, I guess talking about some some episodes that I felt were kind of filler was uh, Supergirl season six episode four. We we got zero Lex, which is yeah. never good. I'm no. always going to be annoyed with that. Uh, but Kara is still in the damn Phantom Zone. You know, Team Supergirl is still fighting the Phantoms again. I mean, granted, they defeat the Phantoms and it's like Prime Phantom, I think, or Phantom Prime or whatever the hell it is. It was one of those old oh, like you know, destroy the others and they lose the the main guy loses power cut type of storyline. Um you had uh Brainy actually not throwing around a box of donuts like it was empty completely, <laughs> like he did with the pizza box a couple episodes. He was actually eating the donuts throughout the entire episode. <laughs> and they actually gave a reason for it. I actually thought it was a pretty funny
2: that like, was through
0: funny. Throughout the episode,
2: that yeah, that was funny. His stress eating, I love that, or his guilt eating, whatever it is. Like, I, I love the fact that when he gets really, really like hinged, he eats. Yes,
0: yeah, so even though he's a 12th uh, level intellect, as he reminds yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lena Luthor at one point. That's right. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I just I felt like we got kind of like two somewhat filler episodes in a row with Supergirl, like just. Nothing really yeah. to really get into. I thought uh, some of the things that were kind of cool, though, was Brainy's, uh, besides his donut eating, was his um, Ghostbusters reference. Because when Lena gives him that thing, my mind already went to Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then I'm glad that they, again, acknowledge it. And it's not like, hey, we're not ripping you off. It's an homage thing. Right. And, and that's fine. And it thought, did
2: look like Ghostbusters. Absolutely. It looked exactly <laughs> like Ghostbusters. I
0: mean... But whatever the the CW verse though, I, they do a good job overall with like acknowledging the sometimes silliness that's on there because it is like yeah. a fun thing. You can't take them like super super seriously. No. A lot of these shows, so they're, no, they're no, no.
1: isn't the Ghostbusters is owned by? Uh, aren't they owned by Warner Brothers now? N- I don't think so. I think I have no idea. Yeah, they're debuting on HBO Max when uh, when the movie comes out.
0: Yeah, but that might be because weren't they Universal? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure who. I don't think it is Warner Brothers. I could be wrong. No, no, no. Actually, I'm sorry, Tony. Sony owns the rights to Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, do they? Okay. Sony
0: does not have a a streaming platform, which is why big news that broke today, which we weren't going to dive too far into, Mm -hmm. but they reached a deal that uh, Spider-Man and all their their Marvel content is going to appear on Disney Plus Plus. and Hulu Mm -hmm. and a lot of the Disney-owned stuff, so to me, that pretty much says, hey, we're not going to jump into the streaming wars, so we're going to try to find homes for our, our content. So th- that's that's where that yes. is. Um, all right. So uh, speaking of a streaming
2: service. Before we go, I did have a WTF moment for Supergirl. Go, I had go. One for, one for each of them. Wow. Uh, this week. Woo. Uh, yeah, I know. So... Uh, you learn on maybe the third day in uh, getting your supervillain PhD is you don't reveal your evil plan before you have a chance to enact it, which ah. is what Mixoflix's, uh cousin does. Like She's yeah. like, well, we should just kill your father. No, no, I don't want to kill my father. He's holding you back. No, we're not going to kill my father. Okay, then, uh, by the way, I'm going to go to your world and I'm going to wreak havoc just for fun. It's like... Oh, well, thanks for telling me. I'm going to smash this mirror and beat the hell out of you now. It's like y- you kind of withhold that information until you get to Earth. That made no sense to me. It was very Bond villainish. That's it amazing. was. But at least when Bond villains do it, they think they have the upper hand. Yeah, Bond is true. somehow restrained. Supergirl is just walking around. Like,
0: No, Kara, I expect
2: you to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> But anyway, I needed to, I needed to to No, that's a good it. one. I, <laughs> I was
0: I was trying to I, like in my mind I think I was trying to gloss over that. I remember rolling my eyes when I saw that. And I was just like, "Oh, whatever. Just go ahead." The <laughs> takeaway from that was, "Oh god, she's still in the damn phantom zone. Please get <laughs> out then, of the phantom zone like, already.
2: I think she's buying a timeshare in the phantom zone. She's never leaving. <laughs>
0: it's ridiculous. I just I don't know. It's just that that whole storyline is not doing it for me. I just kind of want her out of there, man.
1: It, it, well, it, I think it's it's going so- on too long. It's also yeah. kind of shocking to me that the last season of a show that's been on for six years, you're going to have multiple filler episodes. I mean, that's that's kind of crazy. Like, you would think, like, you're going to go out, you're going to go out with a bang, and it should be. This is not a 22-episode season. Am I Am I correct? Uh, no, no I'm pretty
0: sure, I, I know it is. Supergirl, it will be going on for a while. But usually your fillers are kind of later in the season. Mm. I mean, wow. we're taking them as fillers. I'm sure they don't think it is. But, but it's, it, it feels like, like it. it. Yeah, it definitely feels like it.
1: If you guys, if you've been watching this show all along, and you're saying it's a filler, I believe it's a filler. Yeah, no, I've seen literally every single episode of Supergirl, so I mean,
2: I'm in my catch up phase. I'm halfway through season two. Yeah, I, I,
0: Jason, I, I really, I'm curious to see your your feedback, and as I think you're going to end up liking that show, and but I think you also, I, as much as I like the show, I am, I do think season six was a good time to pr- potentially end it. My only problem with them ending this and Black Lightning, though, is are these characters just going to vanish forever? Or because you did establish in Crisis the whole Justice League thing.
2: Yeah, that's true.
0: And that's falling apart fast. So I kind of just feel like they seem to be pretty good with tying in those loose ends. So I'm curious to know what the resolution to that whole thing is.
2: Well, you know, once Kate Kane left, the whole Justice League seemed like a moot point. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
0: they got they upgraded as far listen but we know the justice league and the Avengers. they go ahead and they uh they can just recast you real quick that's true so yeah who cares
2: um all
0: right but let's let's jump into amazon's uh invincible uh episode six of of um one um I mean, what is uh, Tony? Did you catch up, or or no? You're still playing catch I up. Watched,
1: on- I watch. I watched most of this episode. Um, okay, I, I saw. I, I watched. Um, you know the 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 whole them going to the hospital scene after getting completely annihilated at the end of last week's episode, and uh, and uh, him wanting to try to patch things up, <clears throat> and um, you know, and head off to college. Um, and uh, so I, I I did I did watch it and. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know if this episode just wasn't as good as the last couple that I need to catch up on. But I I don't know. I kind of was just I wasn't wowed really by anything that was going on in uh, in, in this this week. You know, like and then everybody that I talked to says the same thing. Oh, you got to watch Invincible. It's so great and whatever. And so I said, all right. I'm just gonna I, I was just gonna catch up on. I'm just gonna watch this episode and then kind of catch up. You know, over the weekend on the other stuff that I that I missed out on. And I was like, I don't know, man. This is just not. It's just not grabbing me. This is not the episode to grab somebody.
0: This was I think this is definitely the weakest episode of Invincible by far. Mm -hmm. I I, that's that was my take, I thought. I thought the other five were pretty strong, especially when I I know I went back and I rewatched episode two and three, because I think when I was watching them, it wasn't because of the show itself. It was just I was kind of just tired and fading in and out. So I missed a good amount. So when I went back and watched it, I was like, Oh, okay. In context, this is pretty awesome. I, I take back any kind of weird feelings I had on about it. Um so my my thing was that you set up Titan last week and the whole big reveal at the end, and there was no mention of him at all in this episode. They just didn't follow up on it. I thought that was very weird. No? Yeah. Yeah, like I, I think yeah, that was kind that of bizarre. Was... Um yeah. and yeah, he goes ahead, you know, pretty much Mark takes Amber. Uh, on a trip to go visit, like, his best friends, uh, Mark's best friends. Uh, he likes some dude that's out of college and stuff, so they go there and they check it out. You can see Mark really wants to go there, and apparently he wants to take Amber there, and their idea is to go to school there eventually. And he, he does get to that in the episode. But the big crazy thing, though, is that doctor who's experimenting on people and, like, doing wacky cyborg-type experiments to <laughs> Yeah,
2: he's like a mad scientist.
0: Yeah, like, underground and in the school and stuff like that. And apparently... Uh, the dude that, um, I can't remember, like, Mark's best friend's name, but the guy goes ahead and he, like, the, his, it, the guy William he went to is, see. Is, is William? it William? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's William. So the guy he goes to see ends up putting part of his experiments. And obviously it's, like, a pretty, it's a heartbreaking moment. It's, it's pretty messed up because what the guy does is, like, disfigures people and rips off part of their arms and puts, like, a hook on it and some right. crazy shit. Yeah, so it's kind of weird. And then I thought Eve's
1: story in this was very strange. She just like very went strange. out into the wilderness. Yeah, like up like, like, into it, made a tree house. And I'm like, you know, like, what, are, what the fuck is she doing? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it pays
0: off. I did not read the comics of Invincible, so I'm going in fresh with this, like completely. I'm trying purposely to not read into the source material. And I just want to, like, take the show for what it is. I did the same thing with the boys because I don't want to do the side by side comparison for this. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so, that. Yeah, a- I just I wasn't uh, I, I just I, I wasn't wowed by the whole thing. You know, I, uh, I I will say that there's actually a really cool feature that I just realized on Amazon which that when no, no, no. When you when you when you if you click on if you so if you watch I was watching on my phone and if you, mm-hmm. if you click on it, whatever scene you're in, it gives you the character, the characters that are in that scene. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah, it gives you the actors. Yeah. 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 And I was
1: like, that's fucking great because if you're like, wait, who is that? And you hit the screen, it'll tell you exactly where they are. Yeah, and yeah. That's a great feature uh, for Amazon, so I give them credit for that. I, it was, I, I, I was impressed by that.
0: Yeah. My, my favorite thing about this episode, I thought the most interesting thing was like Debbie's confronting Debbie confronting Omni Man. Agreed. That's
2: that's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. the part, like yeah. Yeah. That's the part that I, I actually enjoyed. You know, I've not been big on this show from the beginning. Uh, But I do, I did like Debbie confronting uh, Omni Man. And I thought the scene where Omni Man shows up with the beer uh, Mm -hmm. to his tailor, I thought that was a super cool scene because you think, like, you think he's coming there to destroy this guy, right? You've seen what this, I mean, he's kind of sociopathic. So did he. So 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 did he, he, exactly. You saw that look on his face, like, oh shit. mm -hmm. Right. And they have that nice moment, and like, you know, they both know what's going on. And I think. And then when Omni Man comes home and Deb is drunk, and she's like, You killed all the, you know, the Not Justice League. I forget what they're called Guardians in the show. of the Globe. Guardians. Guardians of the Globe. You killed the Guardians. And he just keeps going, You're drunk. Deb, you're drunk. Go to, go to bed. And then, like, but I, I thought that was cool because you actually see him wrestling with, okay, like, because I have, I, my theory is like, his species is not there. Like, they don't send people out to, to, protect people they send them out to set up colonization that's what i'm thinking too. and so like i think you here we're actually seeing him be torn between his duties to his people and the duty to the people in his life that he's kind of um he's kind of you know got around him and i i thought those moments were interesting but there just were so few of them
1: yeah no it's true and i also kind of feel like you know like mark you know, of the, the the few episodes that I've seen, that Mark wanted nothing more than to to, to have his powers and to and to become a superhero. Mm-hmm. And then, meanwhile, now it seems like he craves just a regular teenage life where he can go away to college and hang out with his girlfriend and you know, kind of mm-hmm. be away from everything. So I, I, f- I feel like that's that's kind of an interesting turn also from him.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's also like it's a Viltrumite and and everything like that. So I think I, I agree, Jason. I, I think there's definitely something. Uh, weird going on with, with that species and everything like that and the way that they're uh, you know protecting planets and things like that. I think it is a load of shit. And then it's going to come down to Omni-Man and Invincible are probably going to have to like yeah. go at it at some point. So we'll, we'll, I don't know where you get that. This season or some that's what it's building up to ultimately? I'm not sure.
2: And I, I think I figured out what they're doing with the cloning machine. I think they took a little bit of Invincible and they're trying to clone their own Viltramite. Okay. Because they're, they're they're because the the guy with the scar the the guy who's in charge he mm-hmm. had said like well we have to figure out why Omni Man he did it a couple episodes ago why yeah. Omni Man would kill them all and how do we stop him when we have to and so yeah. I think that's where that the cloning thing is going
0: and I also think though mm-hmm. that that those people are like they're so into Invincible and they keep saying that it's stressing how much they need him they're gonna need him I think they're gonna need him. To try, so at least they have something to try to stop Omni Man if yeah. they need to, because I think they are, in ways, you know, thankful for him, but also petrified of the guy as well. Of course. Um, so, all right. Yeah. Now, and before we move on, though, that there's a post-credit scene though in Invincible this week, uh, that with the two teens digging up Immortal's grave. Immortal was a member of the Guardians of the Globe uh, to drink from it, his skull or some shit like that, and that they would gain his powers. They're believing something like that. I'm curious to see where the hell that's going to end up.
2: Yeah. And then the, uh, the, the, the twins. The, um, yes, yes. The, I don't, I forget, I'm terrible with names. The Mauler twins. The, the Mauler twins show up. And so I guess like, and they're like, oh, an insurance policy or something. So they're planning something. Who knows mm-hmm. what? But
0: no, they are, they're pretty funny, those two. It's it's, uh, uh, they're, yeah.
2: they're, them and Omni Man are my two favorite parts of the show. Nice. Nice. All right.
0: So, uh, Let's do our deep dive. It's MCU time. All right. Uh, Falcon, and fin- Falcon and Winter Soldier, episode five. Uh, there's a lot of hype going into this one. You know, the writers, and the, the, like they claimed that they felt this was their best episode and everything like that. Um, over, I mean, I, I thought it was an excellent episode. Uh, there, there's a lot of stuff, and I can see why they felt, you know, this was their best work of the season. Uh, I also felt episode four was very strong as well. And I they are like to me heading in strong into the season finale, which you know Marvel typically sticks the landing on these things. So yeah, we're gonna and it's set up for like a really crazy bananas, you know, finale this Friday. Um so I guess let's let's hit on our, our highlights and, and let's get into the to the discussion part of it. So the first the scene that the whole that opens up the show is picks up from at the end, of the last one where Walker is running off, you know, sent after him, just killing his dude with a shield. Um, And he runs into like this abandoned warehouse and he's gathering his thoughts and, and stuff like that. You can see he's going through a lot of things that Hoskins said to him, but then Sam and Bucky catch up to him. And one of the, I, and my favorite fight of the entire series for sure. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I, I thought it was a phenomenal
1: battle. Between yeah, it, was the three great. Of them. it was crazy. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I didn't think you could. I, I honestly, I, I, the, the the scene um, when Walker shows up in the hotel room was so goddamn good in episode four. I, I was like watching that. I'm like, I don't know if we can get any better than this. Well, they figured it out because this one was even better. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, it was it was really some, some shit, but like, so Bucky and, you know, and, and Sam, they just confront Walker pretty much, you know, and he's like, you know, they mentioned the shield to turn it over, and he's like, oh, so this is what it's about, and then, you know, and then, you know, do you really want to go there? And then Bucky's like, yeah, actually, we do. We're, we're going to do this. Yeah. And then they, they get into the fight. There's a lot of cool shit going on, and Walker ends up ripping off Sam's wings, like just. Bang right there. That that was awesome such, moment.
2: Such an awesome moment. I, I literally was like, Yeah,
0: you yeah, I was, I, was, I was wings off.
2: That.
1: Yep.
0: I yep. did not think it was gonna go down like mm. that. So he goes ahead and rips him off, and essentially they, you know, they reclaim the shield. But in, in that in that moment, too, I think it was like right before he rips the wings off, though. Like he's like Walker has the shield, mm. and you can see he's like really losing it and he's like i am you know captain america and that whole visual with him doing that to sam like it looks like he was going to try to take him out with the damn shield too like oh. this is his finishing move apparently <laughs> is killing people with the damn shield
2: i got that same thing i was like oh my god he's gone insane he's he's going to just bludgeon sam to death if he gets yeah. the chance like and that's that's different because you know it's different when you fight like the when they fight the villains you know they're going for blood mm-hmm. but like this guy and like we knew where this guy was going but yeah. See him make that turn where he – because he wasn't that before. And, yes, he did just murder someone, but he technically murdered a bad guy. And it's not right, but, like, you know, you could make the case. But, like, for him to actually get this murderous look and almost try to take out one of the Avengers, like, that to me sort of flips his character in such a way where it's like, okay, you are beyond redemption at this point.
1: I, I look at it as it's it's you know, it kind of goes back to, you know, the, the point that I made last week with uh you know with that whole you know, with that everything that Dr. Erskine had told had told Steve before he he went through the super serum um transformation that you know it it just it intensifies whatever's inside of you. And every time that John Walker says, I am Captain America, I feel like he's trying to convince himself that he's Captain Mm -hmm. America. And that's what, I think at this point, he's, you know, what's driving him is that insecurity that he's not, that I'm not Steve Rogers and no one is ever going to see me as Steve Rogers. So every time he says, I am Captain America, it's that he's, I feel feel like he's trying to convince not only the person he's talking to, but even himself that he actually is Captain America. And, you know, Bucky and, and Sam, forcibly took that shield away from him and you know I don't know what he thought was gonna happen at that point but you know well he you know there was no way that they were going to allow him to continue like that but the last thing that the other thing I wanted to mention is that the way that he took out um I forget the guy's name that um, one of the flag smasher that he ended up taking out but he um, didn't uh. What was that? I can't remember his name. I think. But anyway, he took it out by putting the shield over his head and coming down. That's the same motion and the same thing that happened at the end of Civil War when Tony and, and Steve were fighting. Mm-hmm. And the only way that he can disarm Steve the you know, disarm Tony was to crack um, the arc reactor that was in his was that was in Iron Man's in the Iron Man's suit. Mm-hmm. Right? And he did he could have killed him. Okay. At that point, he definitely could have killed him. He didn't. And that's the difference between Steve. And then that scene moving on from that, if you remember correctly, Tony stood up and said, that doesn't belong to you. You don't deserve to have that shield. And he willingly gave it up. Whereas here's John Walker, who just did something infinitely worse than what happened in Civil War and he won't give up the shield and there's Steve who feels guilty for ha- what happened and who feels bad for what happened in that situation and he w- voluntarily ge- leaves it there and doesn't get it back for seven years so yeah. it's 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 just the, 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 the I feel like the the tale that they're telling is to show you the difference between Steve Steve Rogers and John Walker and you're seeing it more and more in every episode that that Walker is not him.
0: Yeah, and I and I feel like they they've definitely set up this whole to use a wrestling term a heel turn. Uh, it's been a, I thought they've done a phenomenal job of building that up mm. since the moment that John Walker is officially introduced on Good Morning America way back in the beginning of episode two. Like if you follow the show and you follow John Walker's you know arc, it it perfectly makes sense, and this is completely earned that he would lead down this path. And again, for you know taking out the whole knowledge of us agent and all of that i'm just saying like the show itself has definitely you know put that through line there very very clearly oh absolutely Uh, absolutely absolutely Absolutely.
1: yeah they spelled it out Um, can can i ask either one of you did you did it go over your head who he who he is who who wyatt russell really is who he is as in like that he's kurt russell's son yeah i had no idea no, no I, 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 knew he, I knew. I had that. no idea that that was it, that, 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 that's him and Goldie Hawn's son. I had, I no, had no idea. idea. I, I knew it since 22 Jump Street.
0: That's actually the first time I recall seeing Wyatt Russell. Uh, and I was like, wow. And I looked up who was this guy or whatever. He's actually pretty funny. But um, I still. Famous.
1: It was the epi- It was. It was later in the episode um, when he was sitting on the bench uh, talking to his wife after the court martial. Mm-hmm. And I looked at his face, and I'm like, "God, he looks a lot like Kurt Russell." And I looked him up, and I'm like, "Son of a bitch, that is yeah. Kurt Russell's kid." And I couldn't. I had no idea. I really had no idea. What yeah, said. there's been a lot
0: of talk recently too that because uh, they're going to do their supposedly, and it's been going on for a while. There's going to be a remake of Escape from New York, and they were supposedly like maybe approached episode. him about it, mm-hmm. and he was He's like, "No." Nope. Nah. Yeah, no.
1: no, no, <laughs> no can do.
2: No, I don't blame mode.
1: him. I don't blame no. him. No, no, not at all. Nope. You sorry. don't
2: want to. You don't. You don't want to live under your father's shadow for the rest of your life. Not in that no. role. No, no way.
1: Oh.
0: So after that, though, so they reclaim the shield. Walker's taken away. Um, and but then when um Torres shows up later, and he's talking with <laughs> Sam after the whole thing, and you know Torres asks you know Sam about you know what happened here, he essentially doesn't really give him too much of an answer. But then he asks him about the wings and Sam tells him to keep him. Mm-hmm. For those who mm-hmm. may not be aware, uh, in the comics though, Torres does succeed Sam you know, as the Falcon. Once Falcon, once he becomes Captain America. So I thought that was a really cool thing to set up and, and be there. Easter eight to plan in it. I'm sure they'll probably follow up on it. But because uh, they've actually That's spent a lot of time making establishing the relationship. In some ways, kinds kind of reminds me of Sam and Steve. And now, you know, you have him, like, passing it on. So I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, But then Sam heads over to um, Baltimore and has has a conversation with Isaiah Bradley, which um, was a really, really deep conversation and deals with a lot of stuff. Um, But knowing – and then you can kind of see where Isaiah is coming from with his experience, and they've laid it out there, you know, even his within the MCU that, you know, the guy pretty much was – Essentially, Captain America went ahead when he tells his story, like, in more detail. I went ahead. I tried to save my battalion and stuff like that, and a lot of them weren- they didn't live. Very similar to what Steve did in the first Avenger. He went ahead and saved yeah. Bucky and his battalion, too. So you can see the-, see the parallels there, too. But, unfortunately, Isaiah was locked in prison for, I think they said 30 years uh, at this point, or more. No, it was more. Yeah. It- yeah, it- they...
2: And you find his out like they're, they're not even giving him his mail from his wife, like like his wife is writing him letters, and like they're yeah. treating this guy like he's some like like he's a Hannibal Lecter type. Mm-hmm.
0: Exactly, it, yeah. it's it's pretty nuts, and they obviously experimented on him forever. Because again, the whole world and and in, in Marvel comics themselves, and in the MCU, it's all about replicating the Super Soldier Serum. You know, that's what Bruce Banner was doing too, trying to replicate the Super Soldier Serum, and that went awry, and Gamma, and a completely different thing, but. It's just the U.S. government was no different. They were trying to build more soldiers and things like that. So you can kind of see why Isaiah is pretty pissed off about it and has, you know, a lot of resentment towards the situation. But you can see on – and by the end of that conversation, though, that Sam has dealt with a lot of things. Like, he's thinking, man, and he's like, I don't want to end up kind of like Isaiah. And he tells him, like, listen, they're not going to – you know, because you can tell Sam was like, you know, I got the shield. I'm I'm thinking about being – going forward and being Captain America – and he's having reservations about this. Like maybe this is not the path I would need to choose. I need to really sit down and, and think about this whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely he he, he realizes the burden that this is going to carry. But I think um, as he's sitting there listening to Isaiah, he realizes that you know Isaiah's Isaiah's problem is that he was he was under the thumb of this regime of whoever was in charge of during that time because they were desperate. They were injecting people. They were dying. You heard, as Isaiah say, it, they were dying off. They couldn't figure out why he lived and everybody else died. And I think yeah. that that's the re and, and I, th- I think Sam realizes that, but I think what hits hard what hits home with him is that no self-respecting black man would yeah. ever become captain America. And I think yes. that, that that hit him. And that's really the kind of thing that had to digest with him, you know, and that's the reason why he had to go home and see his family and kind of just clear his head and reconnect with them and, mm-hmm. and get his head straight. And um, I, I think that, that that scene was was really, really well done, really, really well done. And I think it really
2: accents uh, a theme that's going in throughout the entire show is the disillusionment with Captain America, right? Like yeah. not with Steve Rogers. Everyone says Steve Rogers is fucking aces. We love that's Steve what? Rogers. Yeah, but but like the whole thing with uh, with USA US agent becoming putting on Captain America. Uh, outfit and then going rogue and going crazy and we had this conversation with the flag smashers right the the two leads of the flag smashers of you know i used to look up to captain america but maybe that's not the hero america needs anymore right maybe that's Mm -hmm. the and so i think isaiah's story really hits home that disillusionment with the whole image and symbolism of captain america and what the character really does represent or should represent and I'm and I'm sure that's where they're going with this right because when he becomes Captain America he's going to have to become his own Captain America he's exactly. going to have to right and I think that's that's what this is sort of you know laying the
1: groundwork for. Absolutely. And they keep mentioning it's the shield. They keep mentioning the shield. They don't keep mentioning Captain America because they're not going to disparage him because of obviously what happened at the end of Endgame, but mm. it's the shield that they keep saying that that's the symbol. The shield should be destroyed. It's that that's the yeah. symbol of of the whole of this whole thing. And that's that's what they keep trying to drive home. It's not a Steve Rogers thing. It is a, a symbol, the, the symbolistic portion of what Captain America stands for. Yeah.
0: And essentially, what we're going to learn, and I do think the overall theme of the show is going to be Captain America is more than just something that the government, a mascot, if you want to say, like uh, Sam's sister mentions, it's more than just putting any dude in a suit as a mascot to say, hey, you know, like kind of like the USA, USO version. Of what, that's what they, they originally, originally wanted, wanted him to be, right? Yeah. That's what they yeah. wanted him to be, and that's not it. Cap- when you're actually legitimately Captain America, you need to be that good man that Erskine talked about, that Steve was, and that Sam is. Exactly. So it's it's more exactly. at the heart of it than just a suit and a title. Mm-hmm. But you know, we'll, we'll I'm sure they're, they're gonna get to that. Um, so then, pretty much, you know, Sam goes. At it he moves on from that. He goes home, like uh, you had mentioned. And uh, well, before when once while he's doing that though, we see Bucky tracks down Zemo. In Which Sokovia. I think
1: is the best scene in this episode cool is thing. that scene with him and Zemo at the uh, at the Sokovia um, Memorial. That scene is phenomenal.
0: Yeah, so he goes ahead and he you know Bucky's telling him they have this whole conversation. Bucky takes out a gun, pretty much clocks it back, and it's empty. And he pretty much you know shows me kind of like lets him off to, you know, he's not going to kill him, but then Adora Melaje is there to scoop him up and they're taking him off to the raft. They're not taking him back to mm-hmm. Wakanda. Yep. They're taking him to the raft. And if you well, remember the raft was seen in civil war, I know you guys remember, but seen in civil war where the, uh you know, the people who did not sign the Sokovia Accords were taken and it's a prison for superpowered people. It's also brought up in, in the second season of Jessica Jones where they're oh. talking about, yeah, where they're actually Jessica talks about taking her mother there because her mother is super-powered like her. All right. So that, I thought, was a really cool <clears> tie-in <throat> to the Netflix part of the, the MCU, which we are still waiting to see if actually is intact or not intact, but we'll, that's another story for another time. Mm. Exactly. Um, but do you guys, so two questions, I guess, I got for you guys about the scene. Do you, If this is the last we see of Zemo,
1: I don't think is, it is this
0: satisfying? Yeah. I I am just throwing it out there. I'm I'm playing the card. The, I'm laying it out right now. No, and I agree with you. I do not think it is. But let's say this is the last we see of Zemo. Would you feel this is a bit underwhelming in this series? In this series.
1: Um. I know. I loved him. I loved. I loved everything that he that he did in his series. I I, I thought he was great. Um. And I mean, I think in terms
0: it, of I mean, in terms of his. Like Impact? his fate, no, his fate at the end of it. The way that they wrapped up Zemo, mm-hmm. no, no, Zemo was obviously tremendous throughout the show. Right. He's a huge part of it. But do you think this is a a great fate for Zemo to just be locked away in the raft and that's the
1: end of him? I think that I, I do, and I'll tell you why. Because I feel like they've they've set it up that that he's not done. You know, like, and I don't, you know, like I know that they look at him. I know the Wakandans <laughs> look at him as if he is. You know, he's a murderer and he's a criminal and whatnot or whatever. But, you know, I think Sam and Bucky now have realized that he is, he's an asset, you know, and, and they, he can, he did exactly what they promised him that he, he, what they broke him out, he did exactly what they asked him to do. Nothing more. The only thing that he did that was kind of off the reservation, but what needed to be done is when he killed, um, when, well, that was, you know, I mean, that's just, that might be the greatest thing of the, uh, the entire show. But, um, the only thing that he did that was a little off the reservation, but really was the right thing, was when he killed the doctor. Yeah. Like, that was the only thing that he got. And they were like, well, what did you do that for? But he re- and what did he say to them? It needed to be done. And yeah. they didn't argue with him because they, they knew that he he did need to, did need <laughs> to go. So, I, I honestly think that the the this sets up the fact that he can come that, that he can come back at some point and do something else within this thing. Well, I don't think we're going to see him at the end of the show. If he's going to the raft, he ain't getting. He's not getting away from them, and he's going to the raft. But I think this sets up something down the road in the MCU for Zero, Zemo to come back and be a help at some point or another. Uh-huh. And I love the I love the exchange between him and Bucky at the end where he says, I cross my name out of your book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? That was, I awesome. was that was awesome. Just that awesome. Was awesome. It really was so well done. Take care of yourself, Jane. Like it was really, really no well hard done. feelings, Yeah, no, exactly. It was basically like we're we're square. Yeah. We're you know, like we're square. Thank you. And that was and it. I, I thought it was really well done.
2: I, I actually like I think that. It wasn't. I'm, I don't want to use the word anticlimactic because I don't think it was anticlimactic. But I don't think it was like it wasn't the punch everyone expected. Like okay, Zemo's going out. Ooh. But I, that's what I liked about it. Like he knew he was caught. He wasn't even trying to run. Nope. Yeah. I mean, he went to he went to the memorial. He knew he was they, they were going to look. He told him he <laughs> was. He told him he was
1: going to go there. Like he, told, he basically right. told him.
2: That's yeah. it. So it's like he it, – what I liked about it was he kind of like accepts his fate. And and, and the thing is he's done – he did what he set out to do, right? He killed the one person who could make super soldier serum. He destroyed all but one vial, and he didn't know that one vial existed. Mm-hmm. I don't think he knows that um, John Walker took the, took the serum. No, he was knocked out. So, and, and Steve Rogers in his mind is dead. He doesn't know about Isaiah, and he makes a point of saying – telling Bucky – I decided that I don't want to kill you. So in his mind, he's done what he has to do, and so that's kind of why I liked it because he didn't fight, he didn't argue, he wasn't trying to escape. It was just kind of like I did what I had to do, no hard feelings. All right, I'm gonna go with you and and just see you know face my fate like a man, and or or like you know with I don't want to say that's sexist, but face my fate with you know with some bravery and with some with some honor. And I thought that was. A, a really good choice for the character because I think this incarnation of Zemo does have this twisted honor. He does have, like, you know, he he will do what he says he's going to do, right? And and, and he said he was going to, to rid the world of the super soldier serum. In his head, he did it, and so now he is fine to take his licks and go back to where he has to go back to. And so I thought it fit the character.
0: Mm-hmm. So the, there's one popular... Um, Theory that's been popping around online, and it's funny, Rick actually is uh commenting and chiming on at it. Perfect time there, buddy. Um, is uh Zemo per- perhaps he wanted to end up in a raft, or pre- perhaps mm. he's exactly mm. where he wants to be again, and to potentially recruit a team of the Thunderbolts, which is a con in, in and in the comic books is a, a team of essentially you know various villains and darker heroes. That are, that are put together, and if you're going to find a, go to a place where you would find those types, the raft is probably full of them.
1: Mm-hmm. So th-
0: that is one theory that, that is being thrown out there and floated around there. I'm not exactly sure how I, I personally feel yeah. about it. I mean, I, I would say it's, it's definitely a possibility. Um, another possibility, though, is that Zemo has connections. He is a Baron, That's that's been established.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What if he we find out in the next episode, in, in episode six, that he... Is intercepted and never makes it to the raft, and is That's busted out. Possible, and, and could I mean, be something else. Maybe the power broker, could mm. be. Or I have there's another theory for the power broker, which we'll get to in a couple of in about a scene or two. But um, we'll 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 discuss that. Um. So all right. So where are we at here? So Sam's no uh, com- blah, blah blah blah. Um. <clears throat> so Bucky goes ahead and meets up with Sam in Louisiana. And you know, ends up having this pretty funny scene where he's like flirting with his sister, which I thought was hilarious. And you can see Sam's face is like anyone but you. Anyone <laughs> not, just, no, not you.
2: Uh,
0: pretty much says team. to back off and things like that. So we get more of the like lethal weapon type banter and, and stuff, which I thought was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. Um and we get then, we get a fix
2: it, a fixing the boat montage, right?
0: Yes, <laughs> we do. We get a fix, we get a couple of montages. We get a training montage soon. we, we do, mm-hmm. that was exciting. Uh, but Sam and Bucky, then we showed that shows them training with the shield, and then Sam has a conversation with Bucky I it was very important, where he tells him essentially to be his own man. Enough with this, like you know, the book or li- living up to things or like looking at the shield as a as a connection to Steve and things like that. Sentimental wise, that's one thing, but it's almost like Bucky needs it. He almost needs that to like rescue him and stuff like that. And Sam pretty much tells him, going back to his like counseling veterans type uh, background that we saw back in uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier telling him like Bucky you got to be your own guy you got to kind of like find your own path and and carve your own way about that I I thought that was a very very powerful moment as well for, for Bucky's journey
1: yeah, and then Bucky also re- revealing in that in that same conversation that when Steve and I had this conver- when Steve and I discussed yeah. this, we never thought we never took into consideration what it would mean for a black man to be Captain America. He goes yeah. and he apologized to him for that, which was yeah. which was amazing. But I mean, that's that also that's a great uh, point. We we talked about it early on uh, in this season, and mm-hmm. we talked about it. Well, we talked about it amongst ourselves when we talked about in game, you know. Uh, was that? Was that? Did did Steve, Did Bucky and Steve have a conversation before Steve went back? They confirm and, it, and it con- yep. it's confirmed. It also seems to be confirmed during that same conversation, where where Bucky says Steve is gone. Now are, are that's we pretty definitive. That <laughs> Steve is gone, like gone. I
0: I, I can I will I might have to. Can confess that, yes, watching this scene and hearing that the way it was presented, I may have to change my stance on do I think Steve is actually dead or not. I know a couple episodes ago I said I still think he is kind of retired and off and doing whatever he's doing. I don't know what an old, maybe he's at bingo halls or something like that. I I don't really know. Or maybe he's hanging out at the VFW. I mean, who who the heck knows? Maybe he's like Norman Cheers at a VFW somewhere. (laughs) I, I don't really know. Um, but yeah, I, I gotta admit, I, I kind of flipped the script on that, and I think
1: they're kind of just subtly saying that he's, that he's moved on. Yeah, he's that gone. he's passed yeah. away, and I think that, I, and I, and it, it makes all the sense in the world because if you think about it, his wife is gone, the love of his life is gone. You know, he's got to live his life the way he wanted to, and really, the only reason he had to live at that point was to pass that shield on to Sam. Yeah, and that was really it. I mean, he had no other purpose in life at that point. You know his his again his love of his life is gone his his shield is passed you know he got to see his friend for the last time so yeah I mean I, I, it kind of makes sense that that is the end of his arc the end of his arc is an end game and then that's the end of it to to bring him back even for a moment as an old man I think would cheapen the whole scene there at the lake with you know him seeing sam and giving him the shield and so on and so forth it's like it's that's it the 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 arc ends right here and that's it if you do see steve you know if if the rumors are true or you know if something is in the works that chris evans comes back at some point or another somewhere Mm -hmm. along the lines it will be as as you know young steve rogers not as that as that old man, when or he, an alternate he, he reality, reality, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's my point. That's my yeah. point. It won't be, or you know, I, I mean, I, t- I, I've told you all the time. I would love for them to make the movie of him bringing all the putting all the stones back. I would that's love a- <laughs> to see that movie. I would love it. I
0: want that to be a Disney Plus like mini series, <laughs> one episode for each stone,
1: <laughs> and make them <laughs> only like fifteen minute oh, episodes. Bro, get Ferracci on the phone, man. <laughs> get, get we gotta get we going to write this shit up, and we gotta we got get us a meeting with Feige. <laughs> <laughs> we need a meeting with Feige <laughs> so. I, I also
2: I also want to see the Captain America show where, where uh, we just get to see his daily life after he's living with Peggy Carter no superhero stuff, he's just like getting the mail and yeah. food shopping and cooking dinner and that's it, that's the whole show just watching Captain America, Steve Rogers do chores you know that you would you would both watch it and we absolutely. would cover it on this show.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Steve cut the uh, cut the lawn in this episode. And <laughs> <laughs> he, f- he finished in 11 seconds. We see, we, see
2: what he, we see what
0: he can do in, like, breaking down tree trunks and things like that's, that. Yeah. That's, so, that's, yeah. right. Firewood, that's right. Firewood, he's very good at firewood. If you need firewood, he's a guy to have around. So. No, he, he <laughs> is he's definitely the guy. Um, All right, so then we also see, though, that Bucky does give Sam something. Because he tells also the Wakanda, he tells he tells, uh, uh, he tells uh, the Dora Milaje, like, hey, listen, I'm going to need a favor from you. Mm-hmm. Right after when i taken Zemo off. And apparently he called in that favor. Yep. In a suitcase yeah. that he gives to yeah. Sam. Yes, now, he does. we'll We'll chime we'll more into that, in, in, into the final scene of, of, of the episode. The not mid-credit scene, but the final scene of it. So we all know where we're, I'm pretty sure we all agree with that. Where that's obviously heading, and can't wait to see it. Of course, it's gonna mm-hmm. be so awesome. Yeah, uh, it might even look like somebody's T-shirt that's on his show right now. I mean, who knows? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah. I think um, we also get to see a, a very, very huge moment though, when Walker is in on trial, and he's basically find out. He's getting stripped of his title of Captain and Captain America, forced to retire, losing his benefits, pretty much lost everything. And obviously, deservedly so. That happens when you're not honorably discharged. That's that's, that's the worst of the worst. Yep, all gone. He's lost everything now. And then they show him outside of it. By the way, he storms off, and they're just saying, hey, listen, if you hold, what is it, like if you disrespect the place, because he tells them that he is Captain America, and the guy's like, not anymore. Yeah furthering the whole thing, though, of his obsession with being Captain yeah. America. So it he's, continu- lost it. Yep. Yeah, he's still gone with that. And it is obsessed. He's obsessed with that mantle. But then he goes ahead and he meets a very important character who turns out to be the cameo. So they delivered on the cameo in this episode. Yes, it the is. Episode. yes, so on- yes they the did. Unlike the WandaVision, the cameo was delivered. Something I didn't see. Julia Louis-Dreyfus shows up as Van- Valentina Allegra de, la Font- uh, de Fontaine. Now, if you're not familiar with that, and I know they cut it down to Val, and she makes a whole great thing that, that's there because she even says, I got the quote here, she introduces herself as Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Actually, it's Contessa, uh, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. <laughs> I know it's hard, but I don't like to repeat myself, so you can just call me call Val. Me. Uh, but don't call me Val.
2: <laughs> just keep it in your head. So for people who
0: aren't – by the way, she she just – the, she owns that scene. She just yes. walks it. I love her from Seinfeld. I did like phenomenal. Even when her days on SNL and things like that, she can show up in anything, and I'm and I'm happy. She's um, hysterical. But she, for a little quick background in the comics, though, she has worked with Shield. She's worked with Hydra. She's even held the character, the mantle of Madam Hydra, in in any uh, Marvel comics. So I'm not sure where they're gonna go with the MCU. I have a feeling I they might I, change it.
1: I have, a, have a feeling I know where they're going with this.
0: But then there's one theory though because she gives him a blank business card mm. and pretty much says you just, I'm going to call you when when needed. So kind of just answer when, when I do call and there's nothing on it. Is she recruiting or is she trying to assemble the Dark Avengers? That is another possibility that mm, is pretty much, in, a, in the comic books, it's Norman Osborn that does that. And he, I actually read the Dark Avengers run, the initial one, and it's Completely bonkers, where he Norman Osborn essentially um, they, the the um, everyone goes ahead and says, "Hey, listen." He essentially saves the Marvel universe from uh, the secret invasion, and he goes ahead and he's portrayed as like he comes up with Hammer and his whole thing, and it's instead of Shield, he has his own organization. He essentially Iron uh, Tony Stark was the head of Shield at that point. He gets shit canned because the world is like, "Well, Norman Osborn's the apparently billionaire." Philanthropist that we need And they, they give it to him He assembles his own Avengers team And makes himself Iron Man And he's actually the Iron Patriot In the Dark Avengers He gets Dakin To play the Wolverine character Who is Wolverine, for if you're not familiar Is Wolverine's like evil son That's in the comics He ends up getting Haw- uh, Bullseye to be the new Hawkeye He gets Venom to be Spider-Man It's really, really batshit crazy
2: that sounds insane. It does it's sound completely
0: insane. insane. So I just wonder if that's the route they're going to go. Tony, you said you have a theory on where do you think she's going to play <laughs> a in?
1: Yeah. So it, it did. It came out later in the week, obviously, after we watched it, that yeah. um, that she was originally supposed to make her appearance in Black Widow, mm-hmm. which we know by which we know right off the bat um, is going to take place, uh, you know, in Europe. Uh, you know, Red Guardian, the new Black Widow, eventually, who it's going to be is uh, uh, Yelana uh, Svetova, I think, is going to become the new Black Widow mm-hmm. now that, uh, that Natasha Romanov is gone. And, uh, I, th- I think that it's going to, it's, I think the, the agency that she's going to end up working for is Leviathan, which is a Russian terrorist organization. And that's where Val is going to come. And I think that's where the whole U S agent thing is going to come in for John Walker. That's just, that's just me, you know, based upon, you know, Piecing and good. We know that Marvel takes this piece of comic, that piece of comic, whatever, mm-hmm. and they like. That's where they mold their story. The Leviathan thing, they gave it away at this point by saying that she was supposed to debut in Black Widow. That that's where she was going to be. To mm-hmm. me, you know, knowing that that it's going to be taking place in you know in Russia, Slovakia, whatever, and knowing that that she's going to be there and that that she's going to be in that movie, Leviathan makes the most amount, most the most sense for for where this the the where this is going with her. So, which I'm kind of curious though, too, because I mean, if your theory does pan out,
0: that means Leviathan would have never pa- went away because those of you who did watch Agent Carter know that mm-hmm. Leviathan existed in the, uh, prior to Shield as well. So that was something that they did tap into. So there is an existence in the MCU
1: because Agent Carter was, and this character was 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 in was in Agents of Shield.
0: Yeah, no, no. Well, the no, well, the Madam Hydra character was. In Agents of Shield, but under a different person that yeah. held the Madame Hydra, not not exactly Val at all. It was that it was someone else who took up the mantle of, of Madame Hydra. But an agent caught her. So back at, at her time, and that's pre uh, you know the existence of Shield, she didn't form Shield yet, right? Was you know, they did use Leviathan back then, and there was the Black Widow program that was in existence at that time. So that would be an interesting way if they continued it. So it's not only like Hydra was the one that still managed to exist. A Leviathan continued to survive the entire time, so I think that's right. that's a, a that would be pretty interesting if they they did go that route. Um So then the next scene that's there is uh Walker visits Lamar's family because they now it's pretty much what he has to do, and they have a heartfelt conversation. Walker also lies his ass off and says that he kills the guy that killed Lamar, which yeah, you know,
1: which he know which he, he know knows is not the case. Yeah,
0: exactly. So he's gone full like. He's way out there right now. Like he's just gone. He's just like, listen, I have my mission. I have to be Captain America. That's it. Uh, But they do show though that like there is people who care for Walker. So maybe he wasn't always the guy that he ended up being. But obviously he's gone down this path, and you know, crazy's crazy at this point. Um, And then we see the Flag Smashers in New York City uh, planning, you know, to attack the GRC. And you can see they're getting ready, and then uh, Carly Morgenthau is, is explaining her whole thing, and she's talking about this. And you can kind of see, though, she's kind of going, too, because they've been branded, you know, terrorist. And then she recruits Batrock again, yeah. who we saw in episode one, and we saw her in, uh, you know, played by uh, yeah. George St. Pierre. George uh, love his character. Love the fact he keeps on reoccurring and popping mm-hmm. up and can't get rid of him. But he pretty much says, listen, I'm not here for your movement. I'm here to kill the Falcon." But the in, the most interesting thing about this, and I will say that this was not something... That, so apparently somebody put together some pieces online that um, the scene where Sharon is talking to someone and saying, listen, I'm going to pay you double this time, I'm going to do this. It is actually, I'm going to pay you you know double for doing this. It is confirmed that she's talking to Batchrock. And the way that that was uncovered is because they went ahead and it was like, some sort of like a uh, translation for, I think may have been like the Italian version or they like some other language version. So it is confirmed that that is who is, that's why he's there. That's how he's got though, that gear and that equipment for Carly. So that leads you to believe though, if Sharon is talking to Batchrock, Batchrock is bringing them the weapons. Is she the, I mean, is that confirm the power broker is behind this whole thing? And like, maybe there's a ruse going on here.
2: That's interesting. That's interesting. It is interesting. It, it is, is interesting. extremely,
0: and I saw that. I was like, "Wait, what?" And I had to like make make sure that this isn't "We got this covered" type shit. And it's, <laughs> it's not. It's like legitimate. I'm not going to pretend I went ahead and watched the Italian version of the show and tried to uncover this. <laughs> no, no, I, I would. C- and I would give you a lot Indiana. of credit If you
1: did, if you did that, I would give you a lot of credit for that. I I, I wish I spoke
0: Italian, so that I could actually understand it. So my my theory on this though is that. Is she working with Sam? Is she trying to help Sam and Bucky out and maybe like paid off Batroc cuz he's a mercenary for hire to help them team up against the Flag Smashers and maybe the whole I'm here to kill the Falcon is bullshit? So maybe Batroc is doing you know working with uh, Sharon to help out or is Sharon the power broker behind this and is actually nefarious and is working with is funding the Flag Smashers as well? Has she completely gone over the deep end?
2: I wouldn't be surprised if she was the, the power broker, to be honest, because they've really set her up as been, being someone who is, you know, cut loose, forgotten about, you know, yeah. everyone else uh, got their pardons. Everyone else got to go home after, what was it, Winter Soldier, right? That was where, right? No, um, um, or was it, So it was Winter Soldier, right? No, no, no. It was,
0: <laughs> no, it was, well, it was pretty much after. That was the end of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, it was, well, no, she gets her, she was in the shit for what happened in Civil War. For assisting, okay. in getting the shield. Remember, she says, "I stole oh, the shield right, for right. You. Gotcha, I got gotcha. your wings." You. It was that scene. A couple. It was like two scenes. Oh, uh, Civil War. Ago. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. She goes to him. Is like, wait a second. I stole the wings to help you to save him to get him away from him. And then the three of them are standing there, like, um, yeah, she's right. Okay, this is weird. You yeah. we know,
2: it's weird. <laughs> So, but so she's pretty much everyone after Civil War gets their pardons. They get, you know, Paul Rudd gets a slap on the wrist and serves his time at home and has his own movie and fun. And she's cut loose. Everyone forgets about her. I mean, even Sam forgets about her until they run into her. Yeah. So I think I wouldn't be surprised if they're setting up that she is the power broker or is somehow involved in what's going on simply because they have already established that, you know, you know, she's very disenfranchised again, the disenfranchisement with the the United States disenfranchisement with the Captain America, you know, symbol. I think they have sort of laid some groundwork where uh, she might be feeling that, or she is feeling that she's been forgotten. I would not be surprised if she winds up being the power broker. Yeah, I kind of think
0: that's where they're painting, but I'm also kind of curious to know, do you think she's working with, do you think this whole thing with Batroc is try to take down the Flag Smashers, or do you legitimately think she's working with the Flag Smashers, and she's bad, and she's trying to, like, go against Sam and Bucky? I don't...
1: What, Tony, what do you think? I, I I don't think so. Only because of who her aunt was and what that meant to her. And, uh, you know, you heard her, you know, at um, at her funeral... When she gave uh, when she gave the eulogy and, um, you know, I mean, she went out on a limb, you know, stealing the shield and the wings and so on and so forth. So mm-hmm. I, I, I I, can't I can't picture her doing that. I mean, I, I just I think it's one of these classic Marvel setups where you think it's going one way and it's going to end up going another way. Mm-hmm. I just I can't see her doing that just just because of who her mother was. I, I just I can't see it.
2: Also, if she wanted to
1: start here, not a mother.
2: Yeah. If she wanted them dead, they'd be dead. I mean, she was key to how they escaped. Uh, you know that big fight where. Uh, so I, I don't. I don't think that she's trying to trying to kill them or set them up. But I don't. I don't know what her motive is. To be honest, I don't want to say that I think that she's trying to help them because I I just don't know. But yeah. I don't think she's trying to kill them at all.
0: Okay, I
2: agree.
0: So we, then we get to the uh, the ending scene. Where you know Sam is kind of he gets his information, he sees what's going on, and then he busts out the case that he got from uh, Wakanda, and he pulls yeah, it, he pulls all it up, and then all of a sudden, you know, episode over. So we both we all agree we think that that's the uh, I think it's like a vibranium,
1: I do like, too, a vibranium yeah, definitely
0: to essentially protect him and make him you know and and just make him even more unstoppable with that kind of thing. And I'm sure it'll you know you see he's been training with, Sorry, we did gloss over. There isn't a scene where they sh- they show a training montage with Sam training with the shield, you can see he's goofing up at for at one point and he's getting, you know, he's kind of missing it, he's dropping it, but then he's getting better. He's doing like flips and stuff, and there's a lot of running. He's like he, apparently he's into cardio. He's he's really into the running part of it, which is pretty cool. It kind of remind me a little bit of Rocky Forest. I went, Forest. To, um, I went to soldier it. too. go! Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Um, no, yeah, you're right. It's very Winter Soldier's because we see Sam is into the running and cardio and stuff like that. But during that, though, there's a really powerful moment where he sees, like, his uh, his nephews with mm-hmm. the shield and their play fighting and things like that. And you kind of see Sam is thinking, like, he's thinking back on, you know, while he's had conflicting thoughts after his conversation with Isaiah, is that what it means. Like, he's he's kind of feeling like he's getting more into, like, listen – I got to do my own thing. I got to be my own man. I know what Isaiah went through. I get his his, you know, what all the stuff that and he has every right to feel the way he feels, but he also sees the modern day version of what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In this, and I think that's a, you can kind of see it on his face like yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to train with the shield. I, I got my my gear to go and it's time to go ahead and, you know, and and stop the flag smashers and, and, and be Captain America, you know, like take on Everything and I, I'm I now I'm ready, you know, to do this. Right. Um Then there's a mid. Then in the mid credit scene, though, we want to talk about like we, you know. I know I just referenced Rocky Four, but we like a reference to Rocky Three style. It looked like there was a Clubber Lang moment where he's in a basement <laughs> somewhere, wielding <laughs> his own shield in a really uh, dark. I- uh, 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 I, I just wanted someone to walk up to him and like, you know, Walker, what's your prediction for your fight with them? <laughs> prediction? Yes, prediction. Pain. Um, yeah, he's he's wielding, he's putting together his own shield, he's spray painting it. He even puts like the, the metal on there, like the the what was it, like the star that's there on it. Yeah. Like he's warped into like he, he's on his own thing. We're getting I mean, we're getting US agent. Like actual oh, US agent now. Absolutely. Not just us calling him because we refuse to call John Walker Captain America because he keeps calling himself <laughs> Captain America. So we're like, fuck you, we're not calling you Captain America. That's
2: right. That's right. No, but we are absolutely getting bona fide US agent here. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm all for it. And I, I thought that was a cool scene because I didn't I didn't see that coming. Like yeah. uh, just him forging it. And and you can tell, like, all right, this guy's off the reservation. This guy's nuts. Yeah. Like well, if nothing they, else, that's I, it. I'm sorry.
1: I mean no, they kicked him off the reservation. I mean when, yeah. when they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean seriously, when they you know when they, they court martialed him and they basically almost dishonorably discharged him, he's he's off the reservation. So now he's he's all on his own and that's essentially US Agent is you know, he's a one man show at this point. Yeah. I it just is. the funny part is is that I'm watching him make the shield and I'm like, dude, don't you know time? T- <laughs> that, that that shit ain't gonna work the same way as the one that you had earlier. In the like, <laughs> no, you don't have access to vibranium.
2: Yeah, right? like I don't think you. I don't
1: think you get that.
0: <laughs> no, you can't just go to Home Depot and get yourself some vibranium. I'm yeah, like, like you can't. Thing.
1: You can't make Captain America's shield in your garage. Like that's just not <laughs> gonna happen. Like what's wrong with you, bro?
0: He's gone, man. He's so far he done, gone. Like, it's it's uh, crazy.
1: He done not lost his shit, bro. I don't understand. Like he really like. Uh, from the beginning of that, from the beginning of the last episode till now, he has completely lost his shit. But it's it's all it, it's look like it's all going to come back to the fact of is that you know it's the serum that's that's making it that's yeah. it, making it worse. You know, we talked about exactly what Doctor Erskine said. It makes you know if if you're good, it makes you great. If if you're paranoid, it makes you fucking delusional. And that seems to be exactly what's going on here with uh, with Mister Walker. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. We got this. The uh, series. Well, I don't think it's gonna be series finale. I'm gonna say season finale. Next yeah season. I think and this one is definitely going to another one. Oh, yeah. yeah I do too. But yeah, can I just I can I just also say that I think that Sebastian Stan has been outstanding in this series. I mean Agreed. he really yeah. really has. I mean Anthony Mackie has shown that he can carry himself and carry, you know, scenes, carry a season like we all know how charismatic he is. We all we you know we've seen him in other movies, we've seen him, you know, as Sam Wilson, you know, being Steve Rogers sidekick and everything like that. But man, Sebastian Stan has been really, really good. I mean, really, really good. I, I almost like when he's not in a scene, I'm like, I want him in the scene. Like that's how much I've enjoyed him. And I I love the, the relationship that the two of them have. I'm, 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 I'm excited about these two characters going forward. I really am.
0: Yeah, me too. And like I said before, and plenty of times on here. Like this has been my most anticipated show Mm -hmm. you know, going into it when the MCU shows were announced and it's living up to the hype, you know, and some for me personally, but I know I shared that meme of the, uh, you know, the guy walking with the girl and then looks over his shoulder. We know that's totally us. We're going to go aim shit for the season finale. We'll be happy, hopefully, Um, but I'm confident we will. And then in June, it'll be Loki time and we'll be losing our shit. Uh Look at what we were
1: with WandaVision, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I have a buddy who I we go goes to see the Marvel movies with us and whatnot. And I I he said to me, he goes, I really I watched the first episode of WandaVision. I couldn't get into it. I'm like, bro, watch the first three. If you can get through the first three, you're gonna be you're gonna be golden. And he just I talked to him tonight. And he goes, I gave WandaVision a second chance. He goes, I absolutely loved it. So you know, I mean, that's it was you know that was a real slow burn to that. And this show it got off like that. It just kicked off immediately, and it's it's had you in from the whole thing. You know, I i i really really enjoyed episode five i probably not as much as four only because i thought four was just excellent from mm-hmm. start to finish this one was a really good episode i i really really enjoyed it but i think four for me was 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 my favorite episode so far
0: yeah uh yeah it, same here yeah it's it, it's been really really good i can't wait to see where they where they go when they they stick the landing on this one but um mm-hmm. before we move on though uh Rick says Zemo will dance again. Yes, we yes, so will. We will. We will actually get the whole thing <laughs> again. You know, the whole spin. Yeah.
2: <laughs> if, you, if
0: you didn't get a chance to watch the extended cut that that, uh, that yes. Marvel released, please so do. Good. I know. I know. There's an hour long version of it. There's oh, yeah. an get hour of, of them doing it. It's yes, the there is. It's bananas. It, it's taking us on its own. Its own life. Uh, and then uh, Jader, what's up, dude? What's going on? Good Jaders getting you. ready for his up, show. They're, they're jumping on right after us. They're gonna be talking about nineteen ninety-five Mortal Kombat. Which get should be a here. whole lot of fun. Yeah, and I can't wait yeah. for Mortal Kombat for on, on Friday. Oh man, that's just well, all right. But let, let's let's not get sidetracked though. But uh also Jader popping in with uh yeah. six episodes, no time to fuck around. Dude, <laughs> exactly right.
2: yep, exactly. you're one hundred
0: percent correct. I and I also if the sch- his schedule allows it, I wouldn't be shocked to see Jader. On uh, next week's show, when we mm. when we cover the season finale of it, because this is he actually uh, didn't get a chance to watch along with, but he he binged it over the weekend and he reached out to me. He was like, "Dude, I this is bananas. Like, this is totally bananas. Like you were 100 percent right and like lived up to it, man. It's it's crazy." So um, yeah, we can't wait. To, can't wait to talk about that one next week. Um, but we got our movie of the week. We are continuing. Our uh, jumping around of like giving some of the non-franchise superhero type flicks there, you know, some love last week we did Tread, and hopefully you guys check that out and and uh, enjoy that as much as we did. Uh, but this this next movie we're gonna about to talk about is Hancock. It's uh, the 2005 Peter Berg film uh, with Will Smith and Charlize Theron and and Jason Bateman. Um, It's one that's not really, it's not based on anything from comic source material, but it obviously fits the bill and the genre of it. Like, that's just what it is. Uh, Very uh, comedy, drama, I guess I I would call it. Um, Dramedy. Dramedy, Dramedy. I I guess, is a a good thing. But uh, Jason and Tony were super, super excited to talk about this when we were kicking around the idea of like, where, where do we go after the DCU for a little while before we... Jump into the inevitable MCU rewatch which I know people on our page have been asking for so we'll we will get to that Um, but Hancock um I texted you guys earlier and I said I didn't know there was an unrated version of Hancock that I stumbled upon on Amazon Prime video um yep there's no need for it at
1: all (laughs) no (laughs) no no just watch the theatrical one yeah that's that's the one that hit theaters in this case was definitely the better version yeah they're
0: not not everything can be the snyder cut sometimes you just got the cut that makes the theater and is a reason for that (laughs) um I only thought, I saw. I think the runtime was only ten minute difference. So it's only it a ten minute goal.
2: difference. Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, it, it wasn't that thing. Uh, I'll, I'm just gonna. I have to talk about this one scene before I, I pass it over to you guys. So early on in the film, there's a there's a scene that was cut that's in the un un uh, unrated version that is on Amazon Prime Video. If you want to mm-hmm. check it out, I don't recommend you do it, but you should. Uh, just for like, if you got a couple of drinks in you and stuff, and you just want to laugh or get angry, you can check out. But there's this one scene after, so it was after the initial uh, scene where Hancock saves the day and stuff like that, and um, he goes off and he's at a bar and he's drinking. And is in the original version was the was there was, the, was he in a bar after that? Because I don't remember he, that either.
2: I think he was and in the bar. He's he is, in a bar, right? and yeah. some old woman looks at him, and yeah, yeah, and he's just like, uh, uh, "You don't want any of this." He says, he says something <laughs> like that, where he Threatens yeah, it's her. it's Quick, right? It's a quick. Yeah. Thing. And then but, in the,
0: but in the unrated version, though, it goes way further than that. He apparently meets a groupie, right? Who? It's just a weird conversation. Like I don't know. It's it just doesn't really make sense. And he goes back and he like he's like, oh, I'm not gonna fly you. Like, is he? I guess people ask him to fly people around, and that's just he's just over it. He's obviously over everything. He's just whatever. That's his character. But he goes ahead and he takes him back to his trailer. Where he has like two trailers put together, and uh, he has sex with her. But uh, there's a weird thing where he's like, "Listen, you know, before I finish, uh, you know, I'm gonna tell you you need to get away from me. You need to just jump off or whatever." And you know, she looks like she's not taking it too seriously. And then they cut from an like exterior shot of the trailers, and uh, you know, you see here here like a commotion where she like jumps away, I guess, or whatever. And there's like holes through the roof of the trailer. But And I guess they're just alluding that, you know, he finished and busted and shit, and that was it. And that's it, though. So it was almost like you kind of were going for this crazy joke. It kind of reminded me of, like, Scary Movie, if you saw that, where, you know, the whole joke is like, you know, uh, the, the killer guy just, like, hasn't had any in a while and just goes everywhere and, and, and everything. I thought we were getting into some shit like that, but it's like this really poorly executed version of it. It was awkward. I don't know. It was awkward. It was
1: probably yeah. I mean, look, I I, I applaud. What the? <laughs> fuck? I applaud the attempt. It was not a good one, but it was it was a good. It was an attempt in itself. But I yeah. mean. If anybody wanted to make a joke about having sex with a superhero, yeah. Is it. Stab it. <laughs> it
2: it reminds me it reminds me of like a conversation I had in seventh grade. Like, well, what happens when Superman and Lois Lane have sex? Like, isn't his sperm like super? Wouldn't it like kill her? Yeah. Or like, you know, it's like, but I was in seventh grade. I wasn't making a goddamn <laughs> movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can see why the scene was cut. And I wish I didn't know it existed. <clears throat> um uh, listen, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll turn it over to you guys. I know you guys were super excited to talk about it, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, share my my more of my thoughts on it. Uh, Jason,
2: you want to go ahead? You want sure. you want to start it? Sure. Um, I love this movie. I love okay. this movie. I mean, you got Will Smith, and and you guys. I've said this before. i You can put Will Smith in a movie. I'm there. I love Will Smith. Uh, I think Charlize Theron is great. Jason Bateman, I think Jason Bateman and Will Smith are two of the most charming people in Hollywood. You put them together in a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. What's not to love? Um, I love the idea of this just pretty much like depressed, angry alcoholic like superhero who, for whatever reason he's still drawn to help people, but he just he's as you said, he's so over he doesn't care like the scene where um the scene where he saves the day, like I forgot. How much like he wrecks that highway? Like he hits the sign mm. and it hits the cop cars and the cop cars topple and explode, and like, like he's doing way more damage <laughs> than he's saving. Yeah. Like he um and then he like he lands in the car and he's got the alcohol, and they shoot the alcohol, and that's what pisses him off. And so he like he you know, he just shoots up and grabs the car. Like, um, I just I love the idea of what would it be like. If a superhero was like this, um, but he's not a bad guy because he's no. he's not a bad guy at all. Um, but I but also what I love about this movie is I think it really does uh, it does more than people give it credit for. Like when you find out the twist, right? And you know, spoilers for Hancock. If any anyone's listening who hasn't seen this, you know, twenty year old movie um, or fifteen year old movie, um, you know, Charlie Theron, Jason Bateman's wife is also like Hancock and they have a history they used to be together and they're the last of their kind but like if you look at this movie Hancock wakes up in a hospital thinking he's the only one of his kind he was such a bastard in real in his life that no one came to claim him uh and like the, you can absolutely see why this man goes like devolves into what he becomes in this movie right because like what Charlize Theron does to him in this movie is really messed up. Like, she lets him live all of these years thinking he's alone, thinking he's – like, there. there's no one else out there like him, that people just didn't care about him enough to claim him from his past life. Um, and so I think psychologically it does some really interesting stuff with, like, the reaction to sort of trauma like that. Um, so so that I, that's why I love this movie. I think it works on two levels. It works on the superhero level, and it works on a very smart, like, this is, like, how you deal with trauma and get through trauma. Because the way he gets through this is sort of facing his past and coming to terms with who he is and realizing that, okay – um, I need to be better. And so I think what this movie does ultimately uh, is very, very smart. And it's, it is part of the reason I like it so much. So that's, that's my overall sort of take on the movie. Okay. Tony. I,
1: I I absolutely love this movie. There are so many great things about it. It's, you know, the, the, the Will Smith factor, obviously just the way Jason said it is. There's so many great performances. Jason Bateman, um, as, as, as Ray is just, he's, he's that typical, like, I'm going to fix this. And it's a do-gooder kind of thing. And he plays it perfectly. And Charlize Theron as, as his wife, and apparently, yeah, you know, the, the super being that, that, uh, you know, equal to Hancock, she's, she's great. And, you know she's great in in a, in a comedic standpoint as well because you know they're in that that scene where he fit when Hancock figures out who she is yep. and they're in the kitchen and everything and he's like you know he's trying to do this and that or whatever and he grabs those two pans and he's gonna like smash her head with the fucking pans <laughs> like <laughs> like dude like this the look on his face and her face it was it was great I mean it was so it was so great and and the the performances of these three. Are, are you know are excellent. It's it's not just a, a dumbass kind of you know movie where you can just go watch you know shit blow up and that's the end of it. There's a story behind this you know and and getting back to what you know um touching on the scene where you know where you were um what you were talking about with her when you know he thought he was here by himself and you know he says to her at one point he says you chose to make me think that I was here alone and she said I didn't think that you would miss. What you forgot, what, I didn't think that you, what did it, what was? I, I didn't think you'd miss what you didn't remember. Yeah. So she just mm-hmm. kind of thought like, hey, he doesn't even know I exist, I'm just going to, she never thought about the mental toll that it was going to take. That he is this guy, he doesn't age, he doesn't die, he doesn't get hurt, he's just him, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and for hundreds of years, mm-hmm. he just is just him. So yeah, at some point or another, I mean I think everybody at that point would would drive them into madness. You know, there's nobody else for him around. There's no Avengers, there's no super the Justice League or anything like that for him to be in. Right. So you could definitely see how that could weigh on somebody's mind. So uh I, I, I love the way that's portrayed, and Will Smith as a drunk is a fucking joy. Ah, it's great. All right. He's a fucking joy, bro. First of all, the scene where he saves um, where he saves Jason Bateman from on the train tracks. That shit is hilarious. He busts the fucking train up, which is hilarious, right? Right? Yeah, he, he moves the car, he breaks up the train, and now he's arguing with people that get out of their cars. It you man, know, what one guy says to him, That woman could have been killed. She should sue you. He's like, Yeah, and they were all saying, Yeah, and he's like, He's like, Man, he says, You should sue McDonald's because they fucked you up. That was great. <laughs> that was actually really funny. And then great- the great and then someone says, like, you know, it's like, I can smell liquor on your breath. He goes, that's yeah. because I've been drinking, bitch. Been drinking. He's like, well, I've been drinking. That's
0: actually pretty great. That was oh, my God.
2: He's got this great moment, too, where they're yelling at him, insulting him, and he's just like, because you know he's done this before. He's yeah, just he's like, like
1: yeah, hey, come on. Come on. Go. Come keep on. It let up, it go. Keep it up, right? <laughs> and it's typical. You have, you have very sensitive Californian-type people, you know, and they're, like, and they're hounding him, and he's just like, you know, look, I just saved this dude's life. Go fuck yourself. And I left him there, you know? like oh my god and that's what and that's the part where ray is trying to school him it's like look you can do these things but take in mind just not to be a jerk about it like you know keep other things you know worry about the you know about this and about the road and remember when he lands in the court he puts a hole in the the sidewalk (laughs) yeah yeah, you don't want to do this like this is not good you don't want to do it's just it's it's so many great scenes the scene with the kid oh my god Michelle, wait, wait, Michelle, Michelle, oh, Michelle, that it, is actually hilarious. It he whispers in his ear, call me an asshole. Me an asshole one more time. One more time.
2: <laughs> and he gets right in his face. He's like, go yeah. ahead. And the yeah, kid yeah. goes, asshole.
1: And he just yeah. grabs him and shoots him. Doesn't even get the whole word out. <laughs> he's an asshole. And he's gone. Oh, my God. It was great. But the greatest scene in this movie, the absolute <laughs> golden comedy scene in this movie, is when they put him in jail. And he is walking across the, I don't know, whatever the fuck they call it, right? When he's walking across the floor trying to go to his cell. And now he's realized, he's like, oh, he says, I, I realize I, I put most of you in here. And that yeah. big, and that those two guys were right in front of him. And he says, look, I'm going to go to my cell. I don't want no trouble. And he says, if you say that again, his head is going up your ass. And then the <laughs> next scene is that you hear the the tearing of the uh, uh you know hitting the hear the tearing of the the, the the jumpsuit, and then the Sanford and Son theme song <laughs> comes on, which is just fucking. It's perfect. the music that makes that. Scene, Repo- it's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing, and then see the the the, the look of the guy standing there with <laughs> with the guy's head stuck up his ass. I mean, bro, that was absolutely. <laughs> Oh I I I watched this the other day and I had tears in my eyes. I've seen this movie about fifteen times and that shit makes me cry every (laughs) single time I see it. So some good Jason. Uh, the
2: scene that gets me that I think is my favorite scene of the movie is where uh, they, when the co- when the, the mayor springs him and they they want him to go help with uh, defuse the bank heist or the jewelry heist or whatever it is. And right. the guy's got his hand on the button and he's like, yeah, well, I've got all these kids uh, wired with C4. And if my finger gets off this button, then uh, they're all going to die. So you're going to go in there and get that. And Hancock just, he, just very nonchalantly takes off. The thing from the the the, the lamp, the lamp and yeah, yeah, the lamp, right the lamp right. and, and he right. starts like messing with it. He's talking with him, and then he throws it. The next thing you see is him walking with the guy's hand, his head yep. on the yep. butt. Yep, that that got me. That was so funny.
1: What well, what about when they show him the suit, and he's like, "Man, I rather <laughs> I rather fly around butt naked than wear that." Fucking <laughs> he's like man. you have actually. <laughs> <yeah."> <laughs> oh my god, shit was. Well, and he kept we- he kept saying to the cops. Good job. Good that job. was what I was about to
0: say. That was my yeah. favorite scene of that, where he kept on with the good job shit over yeah. and over. And he's like, listen, you said that. I need to go save the day. Stop. I need to end this.
2: Was is, it right. o- is it okay if I touch you? Yes. Not in a not, sexual manner It's
1: okay. And she's like, "Get me the fuck out of here. Yeah. He's like, well,
0: you know, it's not that you're not attractive. You actually are. But still. And no, is so like, just yeah,
1: get, like, just get me out of here. What the hell? One, oh, I, that, think really I think funny. she actually says, "Get me the fuck out of yeah. here!" Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So So I mean, so I mean, I I, I feel like there were so many great comedic moments in this movie, uh, and a lot of and a lot of serious shit too. You know, in mm-hmm. all seriousness, like you know, um, with that conversation where she fills him in on what on what happened to him. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they can't be together because they lose their power if they're if they're too close to each other. And, you know, and they, the fact that they were drawn to each other, and that's the fact, that's why he he's his, he's messed up, and, you know, um, why she left him, and so on and so forth. So, so I mean, just some great, you know, great action. There was, you know, there was some touching moments in it. There was some, you know, comedy, comic genius in this film. I I, I really, really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this movie. I love it. So, leave it sorry mando is in the room with me right now uh congratulations on mando by the way thank you thank you
0: yeah for if you're listening whatever i my i have a second dog the other dog his name is marvel and we just adopted a a boy named mando so we have marvel and mando running around running amok here so i just want to make sure he looks like he's gonna chew on a damn wire stop it. (laughs) he's he's six months old so
2: Hey, I think he, he's got some thoughts about Hancock. Let's hear
0: his I, I think he does. He did watch it with me earlier, so <laughs> um hey, leave it. Okay. So I I don't want to rain on a parade. I don't want to be that guy. Oh,
2: he didn't like uh, it. He has to
0: love this movie. I, I saw Hancock in the theaters, by the way. I, I this is not How the first I, time I've seen it. So, so the first I. time I saw the unrated one. I did see Hancock in the theaters. I think honestly, I think the concept is a really good concept. I just think the movies, for me, it was okay. I don't love it. I think there are certain moments, like you guys have brought up, that are really, really funny. But it's there's something, and I love Will Smith, by the way. I am a huge Will Smith fan. If a movie comes out and he's in it, I'm going to go check it out and whatever. You know, most of the time it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you get Wild Wild West. Sometimes you don't. So it, it does happen. Um, but. I just, I don't know. I just, there's something about the execution of it that just doesn't really click for me. I don't know. Like, I talked about the unrated version scene. Again, it's the unrated version, so that won't count. Um, That scene where he goes to the house for the first time and he lands and um, he's there and he meets her. And you can kind of see, I don't know if they were really trying to hide the.
1: You lost you. Yeah,
2: we lost you, Ed. Well, yeah. Now we got you back.
0: back. Okay. All right, dude. Stop screaming on (laughs) fire. Um. Okay. So it's just that he goes in there talking in the house and everything, and then he like leaves after the conversation, and then they show him on the roof later, right? Like he's kind of listening in, and Charlize Theron's character is talking about how much she like doesn't trust him or stuff like that, like. Speaking of him, I guess, how did he land on the roof without doing that? Every time he lands, everything goes like, uh, uh, you know, breaks up and things like that.
1: You would put a hole through the roof. I have an answer for that. Please. My answer for that is that he always had the ability to do whatever he wanted. He just didn't give a shit enough to yeah. not put a hole in the street. But I'm just yeah. saying, like,
0: they do show him on times when he cares. And there is, like, a an effect, like, when he lands. I kind of feel like they would have hurt him. So I don't know that. This is that was a thing that just I thought was kind of like a little bit weird for me. The Michelle scene was funny. I I, I thought the weird thing because he mentions putting people's heads up their ass, another one's ass constantly, and then putting some guy's head up his ass in the opening scene. I was I didn't know what his obsession was with the weird heads up asses thing, whatever. I, I it just seemed like a you. thing he kept talking about, and I'm like, what? What's going on here? Um. And then the crowd. I guess it was something at that time. Remember in superhero movies, there's always a crowd of people around or behind a barricade, like they do it in Spider-Man Three. and It pisses me off then too. <laughs> like it, it happens again in this movie, and I'm like, was this just something during the era where they had to have a crowd when things? If, if some shit like that was going down, it would not be a problem. I'm sorry, it just people would people would just leave. Would
1: pre pre cell phone uh, video <clears throat> goes up on the internet, so who knows?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was just a little bit weird. Um, let me ask you guys something though. The Mike Epps mid-credit scene was that an unrated? I recall. I think I saw that. I think that was in the theatrical cut. No.
1: Oh, I didn't even. I didn't watch the credits, so I didn't realize I just, there was a credit scene. St- I stopped at the end.
0: Okay, gentlemen. Oh, well, guess what? There is a mid-credit scene. Wow. And, it is, and it is with Mike Epps. It shows him in New York, and he actually mistakenly calls Hancock handjob. He's like, oh, oh heck, I did see that. Job, I, something.
1: Did, I did see that, yes. I yeah. did see that, yeah. So
0: it's actually a pretty funny thing. And he I makes forgot it-, it
1: was, I didn't watch it this time. At okay. the end of the credits, I just shut it off. But yeah. I do remember that there is that scene with Mike Epps yeah, that when, when he shows up to a job in New York City.
0: And he jokes around and he's like, oh, cool Wolverine suit, which makes he me did. laugh because at the time the X-Men movie. X-Men was out, right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that made me laugh. Again, I, I don't hate the film. I just, I didn't love the film. I think it's okay. It's fine. If it's on, I'll watch it. I'll get entertainment out of it. This is some—I don't know—the whole thing with like him and Charlize Theron being like connected and away from you, and like you lose your powers and you don't. And there's things that happen at times when they are close together, and no one gets hurt. Like she throws him through, like you know, the house and all of that shit, right? And she throws him into the uh, like—they're uh, on like uh, was it Hollywood Boulevard or something like that—and she throws him again. So if they're near each
1: other, how is he not? How
2: is he not? I think it's a gradual. It's a gradual loss of power. It's not.
1: Yeah, I I wrote down that quote. Hold on, I wrote down the quote, and it says, uh, "Where is it? Hold on." Um, I got it right here. Um, okay, it says we're becoming mortal. It's us being close together. It's never happened this fast before. You have to leave. The further you get from me, the better off you are. You'll start getting your powers back and flying and breaking things and saving people. And he says, why? And it says, so we can live human lives, love, yes. connect, grow old and die. Yeah. So it, it is a thing. It is. It, it's. She knows. That's the reason why she got away from him was because no, she I knew that, that this was going to happen. But I think that no. they as the longer the time that they spend together, the weaker they become and the more human they become. And I think that's and I, <clears throat> I actually kind of I kind of like that whole premise of the whole thing is that you you together as you know as a couple you 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 actually be, you know you, you adapt to your to your surroundings so much that you become like the beings that you're around on a daily basis and you know and able to do what they do and I, I kind of I actually kind of dug that part of it.
0: No, it's a it's a, I, I get the message of it. It's a nice message. I don't have an issue with that. I don't know. I, I just I, I just thought something different may have happened and stuff like that. Like there was gonna be some sort of other thing. I like can you obviously see even for the first time you see it, there's a connection between them by the way she looks at him a lot and stuff like that. And I don't think they were trying to hide that. Like no. there's some big crazy twist at the end. Right. The breadcrumbs are obviously there. The foreshadowing is there. I don't know. I, I just personally I don't know. There's just something where I just felt like something better or something different. I w- it was kind of like expecting or whatever. But and and just with the them being close to each other and everything, I just feel like there's and I, I got that explanation crystal clear. I just thought it was like seemed like it was inconsistent at times because then at the end, you know, when they're apart, like I, I don't know. It, it was just something that th- I just felt it was inconsistent, but I mean that, that could just be me. But again, I, I don't hate the film at all. I'm not trying to like rain on anyone's parade with it. it just I, I just thought it was okay. and it was fine. And I, ironically actually, i <laughs> i saw I saw this movie at Atlas Park with uh, with Jerry years ago when it came out and there was this, there was these people in the, and that was sitting right behind us this couple that were having a whole conversation about their their day like nobody <laughs> was in the theater and jerry swore off movie theaters for like 10 years after that he's wow. like screw this i'm not going anymore this i can't deal with this shit wow Because the worst thing any we all know this like if you're a movie fan and you love going to the theater like the three of us do when someone's yapping and and, and it's not oh. about like you want crowd reaction, you want cheers, you want oh shit, like something quick.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have a
0: full on conversation. I no. don't
2: want to hear what you had for fucking lunch. Yeah,
0: you know, or talking to the screen. You should not be answering the questions no. of the people on the screen. Like just zip it, enjoy it. Lose your like I immerse myself in yeah, the Yeah, lose and, like, yourself
1: in the film and that's, yeah. the,
0: and that's it. And to kind of enjoy it, and then you know, that, and if it, and if it's a really bad film, like when I remember I'll never forget when I went to see Punisher Warzone, and there's one moment that happens in it. And then you just like, listen, I'm in a, I'm watching a comedy now. And you sit back, and then you start laughing for the rest of it. And that's it. You find entertainment one way or the
1: other. Yeah. That shit happened to me when I went to see Air Force One. They were a bunch of kids. They had to be like... I don't know, like 15 years old. That'd be 10 or 11 of them. And they would not shut the fuck up throughout the whole film. And about, about 45 minutes in, I, I literally, I was with my parents and my wife. You know, my She was my girlfriend at the time. I got up. I just, I walked out of the theater. I went and got the manager. And I'm like, you got to get these fucking kids out of here because, or just, they just, they won't shut up. You, you just, they, they've they been shushed about 30 times. So security came in, took them all out. I was like, see ya. Goodbye. So I gave, and the movie theater did the right thing. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the movie theater did the right thing. They gave me like like six passes or eight passes or whatever it was to, uh, to you know, to go and, and see other films. But it was, uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's brutal when when you have people. I don't. I find it doesn't happen as much now because movies are so fucking expensive that yeah. even kids that go see it, they're like, I, you know, they're gonna sit and they're gonna watch the whole thing and they're not gonna talk during it. But you know, when I was younger, oh my god, you said that shit used to happen all the time. It, was, it drove me crazy.
0: Yeah, and I and I also just think that it's like it's part of the reason. Like, as much as I, we all go on the first night. Like, we go to the screening night mm-hmm. on Thursday, six o'clock, whatever the first showing is. Because mm-hmm. I kind of feel like when you really want to see a movie, that's the showing you're gonna go to. Right. You're not right. gonna go like I don't do Friday nights. Rarely no. do Saturday nights. Except wow. Saturday. Jason, ridiculous. I actually think the last time I did a no bullshit, I, the Saturday night I did was me and Andrew we went to see Tenant in Connecticut. But again, oh, wow, okay. global pandemic. Right. If you were going to see a movie now, you really wanted to see the movie, you weren't going to go there and talk.
2: Yeah, they strategic.
0: I pick my times very strategically when I go to the theaters because, like, you know, instead of calling, like, and, and they call the zombies and the walking dead the walkers, I refer to them as the talkers. Like brain uh-huh. dead morons that can't just go to a theater and just enjoy what's on the screen, take in the dialogue and everything. Immerse yourself, lose yourself in a film, and
2: just have a good time. Well, I think my worst experience, I'll tell it real quick, is my wife and I went to go see Heredity, and the girl in Heredity does this whistling thing, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, I and saw so, it Okay, so some idiot, we were enjoying the movie, but some drunk idiot in our row kept just doing the whistling thing over and over. It was so just, like, they, they thought they were being funny. It's like, would you, you're ruining this movie. Would just Stop.
0: Yeah, just shut the fuck up, man. Like, why? Why do you feel that no one's here for
1: your comedy, dude? Like, wait, stop. This is—we're here for the movie. Exactly. When I went to see Civil War for like the third time, there was this dude that was that was—he uh, was—I don't know if he was uh, on his phone or he was talking to someone—and the guy in front of me literally stood up, turned to him, and said, "Will you shut the fuck up?" And I was like, "Oh, my bad, man. I'm sorry. I Didn't know you could hear me." <laughs> Yeah. I was like, what are you, kidding me? Like, shut up. Just watch the movie. I only go. To, I really will only go. If I go to a movie on a weekend, it's going to be like when I take the kids, like during the day or something like yeah. that. But my everything, name. every my other. Name, right, exactly. Any my other time name. I go see a movie, it's always going to be, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are usually my days to go.
0: I, pick the most, I try to pick the most random times that nobody – no Friday nights because of date nights, so no. you get those jerk-offs that are trying to impress their date. Mm-hmm. Saturday nights the same thing, and other nights are, are usually kind of safe. But, yes, yeah, so either it's usually Thursday night premiere or Saturday or Sunday morning matinee. Mm-hmm.
2: Those are my See, favorite times to go usually. I get out of work early because I teach high school, so I got to work at like you know three o'clock, three thirty, and so like my favorite thing is when I want to see a movie, just go to a matinee right after that's work. That's Great, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and then that's it. You, for the most part, like there's no one there because it's a weekday yeah. matinee, just a handful right. of people. It's wonderful.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, before before we we close out, there's a PSA. As theaters are starting to reopen, I know in New York we're getting fifty percent. Don't be an asshole. Okay, and don't, call Hancock, and don't call Hancock an asshole. Those are two things you don't <laughs> just don't be an asshole, don't do these things
1: because your head's going up his ass. <laughs> that
0: is one time I get behind calling one person putting uh, someone's hand up someone's ass when you're talking during a movie <laughs> in a theater. <laughs> it, people. So, all right, let's let's wrap that up then. Uh, thanks for joining us, whoever it is that you are. We really appreciate the support, uh, on the Facebook page as well. If you like what you've heard tonight. Go on Facebook, like, join the Granny's Peach Tea Facebook page, like it. Conversation goes on daily. We share stories and shit like that. Everyone comments. It's a it's a great time. Have fun. And then uh, if you're already doing that, we we appreciate it. Uh, we lost Jason. Uh, so, and no, Mando is laying down so it wasn't him. <laughs> um, he's chilling out now. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, after us is going to be Jader and Kyle. They're going to be talking about, uh, Mortal Kombat 1995, so that should be awesome. Stick with us on Pop Culture Pros. Um, we'll be back next week. I think we were looking at Friday night, potentially, as our uh, as our Friday night show, because I know we can't do next Wednesday, but we'll post it and we'll share when, uh, when uh, what time we're going to be on next week. We'll be covering the season finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier, CW-verse stuff, uh, next episode of Invincible, and our movie next week, Is going to be Frank Miller's Sin City. So we're super excited for that. We can't wait to talk about that. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves Uh, Monday nights. Check out A to Z. Eric's always doing some cool shit with Dave, and they're discussing topics from anywhere from A to Z. Uh, Tuesday nights, uh, if you're into wrestling, you got Just Too Sweet show, and then uh, you also got the Four Quarter show where Dave is Dave is everywhere. They they talk about everything to do with sports. Uh, Wednesday nights usually before us is to put in a book show if you're a Mets fan so check that out um, and me and Jerry are actually going to be doing uh, the Empire 161 show we might be doing a Monday afternoon show next week so if you're a Yankees fan check that out like it and uh, join that uh, Facebook group as well and we talk about Yankees and Star Wars and who knows we were talking about crazy stuff you know if Jerry's involved that's usually where it's going to end up uh, so it was, it was a good time so Uh, You guys got anything to say before we sign off?
2: No, man. See you guys next week for more
1: geeky goodness.
2: Absolutely. Tony?
1: No, looking forward to the finale of Falcon with the Soldier. And, you know, this is going to be – I think it's going to be a great episode. So looking forward to discussing it with the guys.
0: Yeah, can't wait for it. So stay safe, enjoy your weeks, and uh, see you next time, guys. Peace.